Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Landscurve. I'm not by myself tonight. We have Robin Hood here with us, and Robin Hood is a New Yorker who keeps things real, and we're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about pretty much everything and everything, and every time we get on, we're going to talk about everything and anything, and if you have any suggestions, I challenge you. I say it this way. There is nothing that we won't talk about. There is nothing that we won't talk about. If you can ask us to talk about it, we are going to talk about it. That's my challenge to you. All of the contact information is below. So listen in. Let's have some fun because in the trenches of life, we have to laugh. There's always going to be death. There's always going to be bills. There's always going to be breakups. There's always going to be diarrhea. Whatever it is, look, we still got to laugh. Just keep a good amount of toilet paper in your house. Robin Hood, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. You you're laughing already. What's up? <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm, you know. I'm always on a high. I'm like I'm high right now. I'm on a show. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to look. But you hyped anyway. You got that good New York energy. I can put that other places in the country. But that's where I was born and raised. And you you stir that up inside of me. So we're gonna have some fun tonight. Look, first and foremost, what? Issues, because I got a few things I want to talk about. Maybe, you know, right now you're not ready, but what issues, first and foremost, out here in the world are on your mind? What are the things that you see in the newspapers, on social media, topics, whatever, that you say, dang, I want to talk about that. Oh, that, that pisses me off. Like, like, what's in your mind right now? Because I got a few things on mine. So if you don't have anything, I'll suggest it, but talk to me. Um, right, right now, you know, <laughs> you know what, what had me laughing, me, you know what me. had me laughing mm -hmm. was when Giuliani made the cover of the Daily News. Yeah, because he's begging they put now. America's felon. Look at that. But, but look at how he used to go after people back in the day, looking like acting like he was a hero, acting like he was untouchable. Okay. But look how the tables can turn and things can flip. Look at that. Exactly. Now they're using the same RICO laws that he helped create against his ass. Dang, that's something to think about. And he's looking like he's looking and like they had other people too. Yeah, a whole lot. They had other people's mugshots, but on but on the shade room. Mm. They had on the shade room. They had like not eight more people. Do Do you remember? They had to turn themselves in. Do you remember Underdog? That cartoon. I know you're not as old as I am. That, uh, dun, no, dun, I don't remember dun, underdog. Dun, underdog, underdog. Listen, Giuliani is looking like Simon Bar Sinister. Anybody watching this? <laughs> Google underdog Simon Bar Sinister. If I can find a, a photo and put it up right now and put it side by side, yo, he's he turned into a cartoon. But that's America. I for know. You. I know he's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like he's the last person that I thought he would, you know, get arrested and go against the grain. Right, right. And so he's sitting up somewhere to my. Ain't this some sugar honey iced tea? Ain't this something? But I was thinking to myself, I was like, him and Trump must have been friends way before all this happened. As New Yorkers, yeah. I mean, I mean, it had to be. I mean, you know, because to me, Trump ran New York City. Not that he ran it. They had a lot of influence, and remember, their money rules. And so the mm -hmm. funny thing about it is, from what I heard, I don't know how true this is, but it seemed to be something legit because I saw it on legitimate platforms. 
uh, Rudy Giuliani went to Donald Trump to get some money to pay his bills. And Donald Trump wow. didn't give him anything. Or if he did, he gave him like a little oh. bit, like a little bit, like a couple. Now, see me saying a little bit for me, a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm set for life. But for them, that's 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 piss off money. You that's know what a mean? little bit of money. Yeah. 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 So but, but could you imagine if they've been cool all those years and then Trump goes to him or he goes to Trump and Trump doesn't do anything for him? You know, what's going on? They turn it on each other. Exactly. They, they were just. Yeah, that was just as cool as, you know, the ride was long enough. Right. Right. But that's the lesson. So the ride learn. stopped. That's where everything stopped. Damn. I don't feel sorry for them. I mean, because. No, I don't. Whether they appear to be to some people good and to other people like pricks. In that world, you know that, like, you got to screw people over. You got to screw people over in, the, in those worlds in business with Trump, law enforcement back in the day, you know, with, with Giuliani. It's not fair. So I could assume that they're getting back some type of karma that way. They have to be in the media. Yeah, they have to be because it's a big distraction. It's a big distraction. Because Giuliani looks he looks very he looks upset. On yeah. his mugshot, yeah. the picture, he looked upset. He looked bothered. He didn't look like he was okay with it. It's like everything right. just fell apart. Because he's in denial, too. He's got to be. Because remember, when you walk around in life so high and mighty, okay, these positions these people hold, somebody has to hold them. But you don't have to walk around so high mm-hmm. and mighty like, yeah, we got the criminals. Yeah, Because your colleagues are going to be criminals also. That may not want to pay their taxes. Mm-hmm. That may do something to somebody to keep something hush hush and feed them to the crocodiles, right? So we all got things in our closets, but they got their closets are like shopping malls. You know? Huh. Gotta be. Yeah. And to get With to that a lot age, of skeletons in it. Yeah, graveyards. But but to get to that age and get to that point. And when they think back on their life, it's like, look at look at how this how we got to this point and exposed. It's not like they were exposed to the inner circle or something. Something happened in the world. Don't know it. The world knows it. They're having parades over these bad boys. I saw covers online with Rudy Giuliani where it said, Rudy, set, go. And, and his face looking all happy and bright because he was feeling himself. Yeah. yeah. He was excited when he became mayor. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole night. I couldn't believe it. I was like, look. Yeah, now everything changed. And he was the hero. You know, he, he was the face of let's fight the terrorists and all this stuff and how they frame things. And he was a crook from back then. Yep. You know? And how, mm-hmm. he, how as he, much as people didn't know it. Right. How he went after New Yorkers with the laws so tight, micromanaging and going after well, if you get the little things, you'll get the big things. And he went after all the black people mm-hmm. and minority people all over, you know, in the in the outer boroughs. And I remember that. I'll never forget that. The police were straight gang. I mean, they've always been a gang, but they were straight gang then. Yeah. I remember when he put them out on the street. Mm. More on the beat. I was like, wow, things are changing in New York. Exactly. But they were coming after everybody. I was still a little girl back then. Yeah, yeah I was still young. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I was like, wow. <laughs> I remember that. 
I remember that clearly. Yeah. They get behind you when you're driving. They want to pull you over. You you walking down the street, and they want to mess with you. No, I mean, like it was innocently. Yeah, New York wasn't safe for people, for black people, black and Spanish people. It wasn't right, safe. Right. Everybody was scared of them boys. Right. Right. And don't be out at night, late at night. People don't understand that. See, New York has changed so much. And I don't know if it's the outer boroughs as much. I know, I know like in Brooklyn and in and, and certain parts, you know, it's like an extension of Manhattan. But we're regular folks, middle class folks, hardworking people that come into the city or have their jobs. They're just trying to make ends meet. They have it the hardest. And see, what tourists don't understand that come into New York City, that it's been set up as a big playground for them. So they'll come to New York and go through Midtown and, oh, I was at Macy's. And yes, I was at Madison Square Garden. Yes, we walked through Central Park. Yes. Yeah, that's you got to keep your ass because coming to the outer boroughs is a whole different story. And they don't understand exactly. that. Yeah, you know. So, they, so, make, they, make, mm-hmm. they made Manhattan real safe for them. Like you cannot commit any form of crime. In Manhattan, you got cameras all over you. I remember I hopped a train one time. I hopped the train. The cops came. I said, "Oh, sweat!" Wow. <laughs> I, said, oh, I wasn't expecting them to come because I didn't see them. So before oh, I hopped the always, train, you know, yeah. I, I did my left and right look. Uh-huh, <laughs> the uh-huh. next, you know, hey, hey, hey! I said, "Oh shit!" Yeah. They came after me. I was scared. I was, you know, I was in my late teens at that right. time. I should have known better, but I still hopped the train. <laughs> but the shock of it all. The shock of it all. Yeah. Yeah. But see. Even before cameras, New York is that kind of place where there's always eyes on you. There's always somebody mm-hmm. watching you, whether they know you or not, whether it's for a purpose or not, whether it's law enforcement or not. There's always eyes on you. And so me moving out of the country and coming out here to West Africa, all eyes are still on you. <laughs> it's the same thing with a different way, but it's not threatening. You know, you just always have somebody. Yeah, but that's not. There's not cameras there, right? There's just regular people just watching you. Right, right. It's just regular people watching you. We don't, they, don't, they don't have the cameras over here. Okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little more freedom, you know, yeah. but that way. Okay. But it's, it's going to change. And I predicted that over time, too, the way I can see it happening. You have, um, you have rich folks. You have folks that are downtrodden. You have people. To me, there's no middle class here because the middle class here, to me, is being pulled into lower middle class, if you have to say something, or upper, lower class. You know, it's crazy because when they, when they advertise Ghana and they show you all the great things, there's a lot of things here that are not as pretty. But poverty here looks different. And that's what I was telling a friend of mine the other day, that you could be out in the country, like away from the city, and not have much money at all. How are you going to make money? It's just like you have your property, you have your land, you know, and you're, you're, you're growing your stuff. So therefore, you're not around junk food. You're not around wanting uh, uh, the best cell phone because it may be so far out that there's no signal. But those people who may be mm-hmm. poor and have land and have each other and they look good. They don't have the bad food. They're in the farm all day. They, they, you know, so when you see them in the city, like, oh, man, they, they kind of look what people would think well cared for. And they are. They just may not have the career or the skills to make much money. So now if it's like that in New York City, you know, in different places in America, you'll see people that they're out on the street and poverty looks different because they're not getting fresh fruits and fresh vegetables and sunlight all day and all of their sleep. You see what I mean? 
So when you when when you broke yeah. over there, it's a whole different look. Hey, you can be broke out here. You can be somebody sleeping out in the country in some little shack. I'm not saying it's that way, but to go for that example, and you could be like have have two little outfits that you wash and hang every day, and you come into the city. Your skin's looking good. You got mangoes out there. You got melons out there. You know what I mean? You got things that you can make a little fire or whatever, mm -hmm. and people don't know. So it's a healthy look. And you realize, wow, this person is really yeah. poor as far as money is concerned. So how good is money for us anyway when we live in a packed up place, tents, and if you fall off the wheel, you're in the street. And the winter time is going to come. You know what I mean? So there are parallels everywhere. But that's just the way it is. But this world is, is, is getting different. I feel like, you know, when you go on a highway and you know every exit, but then you say, let me just keep on going down a little further. And you start going places you don't know. I feel like this world is taking mm -hmm. a turn where I'm in a place where it's uncharted. It's, 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 this is no man's land now. We're on a free fall. Like, what happens next? 911 happened 22 years ago. 22 years ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And, and the world changed in the last 20 years so much more than it has changed in the last thousand. That's a scary place because what is it going to be five years from now? You got people wanting to change their sex. When you really think about what's up with that? Oh. I mean, I mean, they think. I, I, <laughs> I, I just, you know what? I really honestly, mm -hmm. I think. I think is a demon in them. Seriously, demon and negative energy. Mm -hmm. At one point, at one point, I had a, a I had a gay friend, and we had gone to a gay club. Right, and you know the gay clubs back in the days, yeah. they were already doing um, same sex bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so and, and, I, as a disclaimer, I went, let me just uh -huh. say that I have been in gay clubs before, and I ain't gay. You know, I a lot of women are like, "Come on, go with me, Lance." So, so, so. I've been in a lot of lesbian clubs. I ain't trying to go the other way, but I've been in those clubs just with friends, with females. I've gone everywhere, so I just want to because I'm gonna start adding some stuff in. But go ahead, I'm sorry to cut you off. So I went to the bathroom. Me and my friend at the time, we went to the bathroom. He stepped out before me. So I stayed behind to wash my hand or whatever. Right. And I happened to look to my left hand side and I see, you know, a, a homosexual looking at the, looking at himself in the mirror and he looked very vain and he's making faces. It's like he's making, he's perking up his lip. He's throwing kisses at himself. <laughs> and I just, I felt uncomfortable. I said, uh, maybe, you know, no offense. I, I need to stop chilling with these gay people because it's a different energy that they have. That's the thing. And it's, it's just not the energy. I need to be, I need to be in it. Right. Right. You don't need, right. You don't need to be around that because it is a different energy, but they want to normalize it and they want you to accept it. And you feel like you're a little kid, you know, maybe your aunt or somebody over another friend's house and the mother says, listen, you better eat these vegetables. You don't want to eat the vegetables. Ah, eat these vegetables. I mean, they're nasty. Like, okay, to eat mm -hmm. your own, do what you do. All I say is why do you need to clamor for rights when you have the right to close your door when you're inside and do whatever it is that you want to do, why is this thing out like this? Like, what's the purpose? It has been around ever since, you know, and biblical days. It's been around. Whatever you want to do behind closed doors, do it. Why is it that this must be pushed out there and normalized when really statistically we don't know? 
but the numbers of those who want to be transgender are so small, but it's such a big thing. Even the so-called, and, and see, this is the thing. Don't tell me about no LGBTQ community like you all are one. You know how much racism is in that, what you would call a community? You know, there ain't nothing more, more racist than, than, than a wealthy white gay male when they get on their period, okay? And they want to throw up <laughs> on you. I've known enough of them. I grew up in New York City. I used to be around people doing different things and associated with different projects. And, you know, I, you know, there was a time when, when I was bodybuilding, we used to do these ads. The gym owner used to hook us up and we would do different and not, not big things. Right. But, but yeah, kind of big when you look at it on a world scale, you know, modeling swimwear doing this cause we had the bodies for that. So we would go mm-hmm. at these different locations, these lofts in midtown Manhattan down in the thirties and twenties photo shoots, and you would see some of these guys, the attitudes they had, they're working along with you, but the way they look at you and look down at you and you, you're coming there a certain way. You already know what they are. You already know what time it is, what mm-hmm. flavor it is. So you're not even trying to like, let's work together, but they want to throw off on you and act like you're a piece of dung. And I know that may not be all of them, but they have that thing. And, and, and it's an anger. It's like a frustration, especially when, they see you comfortable in your skin and they're not comfortable, but they want, they want to be comfortable like you, but you could never feel that. You know what I mean? They, 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 they could never feel that. And I don't hate anybody. I, I'm not even paying these people no mind, but I'm going to give you my honest opinion when a person asked me something like that. Now, again, on the flip side, any human being who's not bothering anybody, I'm not going to allow anybody to gang up and beat them up or be, or stab them. Be, like that's wrong. If they yeah. if, if if a gay dude put his hands on the next man's nuts, then you on your own, buddy. That unwelcome one. You know what I mean? Like somebody says, "Hey, I'm not with that. Get away from me!" If you keep pushing it, well, I'm not jumping in on that because you escalated that situation. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. Now we got the kids involved where they can say they it's feel. Like they just, they, yeah. I feel like they're just doing it just for a, a fashion statement. Right. Not knowing it's that. It's just something that they just want to do. They're not really even gay. <laughs> they're just trying it out. <laughs> but there's no trying it out. Once you cut that dick off, that's it. That's it. Yeah, they be they be traumatized after it though. A lot of them regret cutting yes. um, their genitals. Yep, yep. And they try to keep that they information can't have back. the same sexual right. Yeah, they don't have the same sexual satisfaction as before. You can't. You can't. I don't care what the world says. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> no, let me say it. The world says a lot. My- <laughs> Yeah, I know, but God, dog, ain't nothing like a good blowjob. I'm sorry. I'm not cutting my stuff off. I, what? Sorry to be so lewd. But, and I know ladies feel the same way about their genitalia. Ain't nothing feel like when a brother goes down. Why you want to lose that? Do what you want to do, but, but don't start cutting stuff off, especially that. Cut your finger off or something. <laughs> you Look, I, I don't care how much a person sucks on your finger. It ain't going to make you come. Why you want cut? Why exactly. you want to change and cut? Wear a dress, do whatever, but keep the thing down that you got so you can feel good. What's the logic in that? But the ones that have me, 
the ones that have made the mistake and and took the leap, they regret it. <laughs> what a leap that is! Big time, <laughs> yeah, it's a big leap. God, oh. well, I'm not gonna find myself in that position or situation. You know what I mean? Uh uh-uh. uh. And the ones who get all old with it and want to want to try changing, you know, yes, I have a wife and we've been married for uh, 35 years, and you know, I'm. 62 years old right now and you know I, I, I raised my family they're all good and I'm going to come out the closet like what like uh, uh, Bruce Jenner Olympic star yeah. that, that was weird, weird. that weird. was weird but see he stuck with it he's, he, he's in his winning <laughs> he, he didn't change his mind I mean oh man what was the cover but he, a, lot of, a lot of the, the transgenders were, great, uh, were against him because he didn't go through the you know operation the, right right yeah see that's true that's true so he's not really a transgender he's just a cross-dresser but he, didn't he do mm-hmm. hormones and stuff like that so if he took the hormones it had to mess him up I, between his legs if he's taking extra estrogen or whatever there's no way he's going to get a heart on like so so what's the point he, he looks horrible though he looks horrible as a woman yeah because he's not a woman he'll never be they're all good. And you know what? These operations, though, that they're doing with plastic surgery, you know, it's getting better and better. I'm still not fooled, but they up their game. I remember when I was working at the People's Court TV show and before they were up by 47th and and it's the street situation, you know, up in the court was different. They would videotape these segments in the street and splice it together and make it look live. But before they were down on where the Manhattan Mall is, what was that, 31st or 32nd? or 30, Manhattan Mall, they used to stay out there. Yeah, that's, on, that's close to 34th Street. Yeah, yeah, right up on 34th Street, yeah. So there was this one that really, I could not believe it. There was no lust on this side looking at it like, oh, damn, look at her, she looked good. But it really did look like a woman. And the, the cameraman was telling me, he's like, yo, I know this woman over here, right? Don't stare, but that's mm-hmm. a man. And the other girls that worked there with me, they, they knew too. They were looking. So I, I'm not going to go up to the person and say, oh, you know, let me get proof. But it was, just, it, it was a man who had their genitals, but they did everything else except cut it off. The hips. But see, this person mm. had to have a natural propensity, like those little Filipino boys that are skinny. And they go ahead and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're skinny, so they so they all, you know, whatever little hips they get from the hormones and stuff, it adds on a little silicone in the face. So and, and the makeup now too. So they're slight. It's not like some Mike Tyson built dude to my oh, I want to be a transgender or cross dresser or whatever. And you you can't fool them with his big head. You know? Because a lot of them Asians, they be looking, they be looking feminine already. Yeah, they got the they got the tranny starter kit. <laughs> 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 they're already halfway there if they do the makeup and put the dress on they're already halfway there and the way they hold their little little limbs and stuff and act feminine you know so mm-hmm. they're there already but some big truck driver looking dude you know who played football all, all his life and he's got a big gut and he's thick neck and hairy big forearms come on man who you fooling but it's like a spirit exactly. like you said it's like, was- a, it's like a spirit on him a big bad spirit. Mm-mm. So in New York right now, I mean, there's no secret that you're in New York, but 
how is it different from a couple of years? Has it increased? Has it gotten more bold? I'm hearing that it has. Like they're emboldened in the street, looking at you like you better not say something about me. I'm a, I mean, it's more visible, right? To you? It's definitely more visible. They working with they walk with their best girlfriend. You know the, how the guys talk. Right. I'm walking with my best girl, and they walk together. They don't walk. By, I see them walking by themselves, but they usually try to be with a, a, another person, like another woman. The, uh, no, yeah, a woman yeah. or a man. Right, 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 right. Because if they're with another woman, it's like they feel they're more more female. Like it, it blurs the line more because when you see the real woman. And you see this fake one, you're more apt not to look at the fake one with as much scrutiny because it's like, okay, they're together. See, they love to be in crowds of women too because they blend. It's like putting a fake plastic plant in the middle of real plants, but you ain't gonna fool the bee. <laughs> this ain't no real thing. I can't do no pollen thing with this one. It's but just, they're everywhere because the BJs that I go to, yeah, the guys. The guy that's there, the cashier, he wears makeup. He has the weave all the way past his kneecap. Oh, God. And so he catches the attitude when you're watching him. But they want attention. They're doing but it's this like, you're not a girl. Right. <laughs> right. But see, this is the thing. In this modern day, there are a lot of women who coddled up next to these individuals. And defended them mm-hmm. and helped to bring them in, usher them in and defend them. No, you can't talk about them. They can do what they want to do, whatever, whatever. But now, if you notice, a lot of these entities in that category, especially the ones who want to be women, they're coming against women now. And they're coming mostly against black and Latino women who would 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 defend them. Now it's like an antagonistic thing. It's not full force yet, but it's ever increasing. And you watch on social media, you know, how they call natural, real women cisgendered. Like they want to put you now in the category and they want to have their sense of womanhood now. How do you do that? But it doesn't even make sense. I'm like, what the hell is a cisgender? I have to look it up. I'm like, oh, they mean a natural woman. Why don't you just call me a biological woman or just a fucking natural female? Why do you have to call me a different name aside from what, you know, society actually started off labeling me as? Right, right. There's nothing else, but (laughs) the biological woman is the only one in existence. What are you talking about? I'm not saying you, what are you talking about? To the people who say that, what are you talking about? Yeah. But now it's just that they have science backing them up. Because I've I've read not too long ago that now they can actually they're making it where they can hold a baby in their stomach. I don't know how they're doing that. The only thing that I thought about was when all those black women were missing, I felt like they were doing the experiment with them. Yes indeed. How all of a sudden how all of a sudden they their science is able to allow them to carry a baby. But you can't unless you were doing that with the black women that were missing. But you can't with nature. You can't beat nature. There's something about. I mean, I shouldn't even have to defend that. But a woman, mind, body, and soul. You can slap up anything up, and you can you you can make a cow have a human baby. It ain't right. It ain't gonna work right. 
just slapping something it's up in a man. Right. And why would you want to do that with a man anyway? Why are we trying, not, not you and I, but why are they trying to blur the yeah. lines and attack nature? Like I've always said, this is a deeply spiritual thing. I'm not saying that stuff is, but the spiritual warfare and something out here on a different level that us as humans who some of most of us may be on a carnal level who can't see past the lower vibrations, but on a higher vibration, there's an entity roaming around this earth right now that hates I'll say God given, right? You can call it creator, you can call mm-hmm, it universe, mm-hmm. but they're envious and jealous and want to attack what's not the natural protocol of things and mess it up and blur it up because you can't be that. You 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 hate nature. Yeah, they hate nature. They want to GMO all the foods. They want to block the sun. They want to have make men have babies. They want to do everything. Well, look, we got AIDS. We got we got we got. Uh, cancer. We got diabetes. We got heart disease. Why are you putting so much energy up inside this foolishness instead of going into those things to make things better? Use science for that. Because the re- real reason why we're off with all these diseases is because they've been manipulating stuff from before anyway. Let's go back more into nature. Exactly. You can't with nature. Sometimes I wake up just stressed out. Like they get in me in all forms the food, the education. Working long hours, yeah. the air I'm breathing. Yeah, and it's like I feel sometimes it gets overwhelming, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I gotta start. <laughs> <laughs> I start having to say my affirmations, like I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. It's right. not that serious, right? And you shouldn't have to say it to live a, 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 a fruitful, bountiful life, but they squeezing in. It's like the walls are closing in on us who know. But the people who don't know, they're like, oh, I like the seedless watermelon. Shoot, I ain't got to deal with the seeds. You know what I mean? Like, don't you understand that you got to keep buying this fake thing because it can't grow? They're boxing us Mm -hmm. in. And then we got to, it pulls us into the monetary system. You know, so me, I want to run out in the the country even more. I'm on Telegram, right? Under, what is it? Landscape Mm -hmm. Live? Landscape, yeah. And, and I'm getting these bots and these real people who are like, you know, for so many dollars a month, you can invest in this, invest in that. I say, listen, I'm not interested in that. I'm not a rich man, but I'll be poor effing around with that stuff. The time for that is over with this digital uh, 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 currency coming now, but they control everything. Look, I want to go out further. I don't care at the while about no cell phone signal. You're going to have to let go of the Internet one day. It's coming to that because we're going to be so yeah, totally controlled, coming, you know, to vibrate. It's it's coming to the point where, where you really can't socialize with people anymore. They're zombies now. Many are zombies and sold out. It's, it's, they have no soul. The soul has been sucked out of them. You see people you haven't seen in a long time, like you see them from school or the old neighborhood, and there's no vibration coming from them. I'm not seeing everybody. But but something has been sucked out of them. I noticed this thing back when 911 happened. And I think it was, I came back to New York briefly for a couple days in 2003. And I went around different neighborhoods. And that was the last time I did that because I had been back several times. I, I, I was in Midtown Manhattan and it wasn't really a vacation. It wasn't really business. It was, hey, let's go to New York, right? I came back a couple of times after that, but 
2003, when I went back, yo, two years made a big difference in the feel of New York City. Like the people mm-hmm. I saw that I grew up with, not all of them, but a lot of them looked defeated. A lot of them looked drained and, and bedazzled. Oh. And that was only two years after 911, 2001. And then the other times that I went back, I didn't even bother to go to the old neighborhoods that I know. I It was heartbreaking. It was like I could see the difference. But the, the change was so slow and gradual that they didn't notice it. Like that lobster in the, in the water that starts yeah. out cool and starts boiling. They didn't realize it. You know? And even down in Florida. Now it's, now it's worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, they have no social skills. Oh, God. You can't communicate with them properly. Wow. They, they have a whole different set of mind games that they play. <laughs> you can't get any real connection with any human. I'm, 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 That's what I was telling you. I'm like, I'm, we need your authenticity, Lance. <laughs> we need you to keep going. Because, like, I was talking to somebody about you. Mm-hmm. You know how, they, oh, you don't know him. He's a YouTuber. And I'm looking at her like, the shit that he talks about, we don't even talk about. He, he's not, wow. we're not talking. We can't even talk about negative energy, how it circulates, and how it manifests in a human being's body. Because I, I remember growing up, and you know, people would be attacking me. I would feel like I was being attacked. Right. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm being respectful. I'm monitoring my behavior. I'm not saying much to them, right. and they would just come out of nowhere and start start fucking with me. Right. You know why? And right? I'm like, I don't. It, it never. Because they once I life. watched your show, I understood. But you know, I'm, I was young. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I was just like, right. what's, what's about me that that makes me look weak in front of them? Right. But it's not weak. It's so not that's weakness. how I felt. No, it's strength and light. See, and see, they have to make you feel as though you're weak. They must gang up on you because one on one, they are weak. And these low vibrational, bad energy people, you make them see you're not trying, but you make them feel themselves just by standing next to them, next to them or being around them. You walk in a crowd, you will draw these people who will look at you because of the light that you have on the inside. And you have this light and you may not even know it. That has become that is normalcy for you to vibrate the way you are in a clean way. You see what I mean? And they don't have that. It's like a bunch of people who haven't eaten anything in a week except scraps out the garbage can. And here you are walking down the street around thousands of people who haven't eaten and you got a full plate of food and you eating up some good food. They're looking at you like, how do you have that? I got to grab that plate. I got to knock you down. I got to attack you. How dare you enjoy a meal in front of me and I don't have it. But once you have it, you cultivate it and you live in a way to cultivate that, to increase that even more. But that floodlight that's in the backyard that pulls those malls and all kinds of things flying around, you're going to attract them, not because it's a good attraction and not that you want them around you, but they can't help but gravitate towards you and they don't like you. They will, they will get near you. They will try to come near you with a smiling face, hating you out the box mm-hmm. 
knowing that down the line yeah. they want to have that confrontation and, and, and they can't figure it out too. They try to think, oh, maybe something physical. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And what frustrates them even more is that it factor of righteousness that you have that they can never attain. The only way they can attain that is to let that negative, low vibration, bad energy, gossiping ass type mentality to go. But they don't have enough. They, they, they don't have enough confidence. They, they, they're connected to the wrong thing. It's like eating junk food all your life. Do you know what you look like eating that? So they've been eating spiritual junk food in the lower vibrations and they see it now. So they can't be you. So they can only hate you. You're talking sense. They're going to cut you off of the conversation. You, you, they, they go around town and say bad things about you so people don't let you to season the area. But you know what? I'm a hermit anyway. <laughs> You better go around the whole planet to the snuff landscape's name. You know what I mean? What, what was you about you, to say? When you're not around, when you when you're not around thinkers and people that actually put the time to work on themselves, you don't know that. You don't know that. Like I grew up around people that weren't thinkers. All they did was just insult you and tell you how much you're not going to amount to anything, and they always thought that they were better than me. But, and I never liked that. I'm like right. But see, but see, remember and understand for those who are listening, you took it that way. Like, oh, they think, but they really didn't think that they were better than you. They saw the light and the potential and, and, and the seeds of greatness inside of you. So they had to act superior to make you see it's easy. OK, you, you get these uh, oak trees, right? And they're big and wide and they're strong. Mm -hmm. You can't knock them down. But at one point, what, at some point, it was a little sapling piercing the earth less than an inch tall so it's easier to step on it then and crush it then than to let it grow high and then try to knock it down so they saw in your dna your spiritual dna that you were that mighty oak tree and they said we better catch this thing now and and snuff you out break your spirit discourage you because when you realize who and what you are they don't want you to know that so when a person feeds into you, that person becomes an enemy also. See, I don't like to see nobody try to crush someone else's spirit who's coming up righteous. That's why you got to be careful who you have around you. And yeah. it, can, it can even be an aunt. It could be a family member. It could be an in-law. But they will show you after a while who they are because of their insecurities, because you can do things that they don't do, but you're not doing it to show out. You might not even be doing it yet, but they know that you're going to be doing it. Hey, look at this way. You get a bunch of women who are in a family. Let's just say it in a general way. Mm -hmm. All of them are ugly. Let's just say it. I'm not going to get into specifics, but all of them are ugly. I don't call people ugly, but all of them are ugly, right? And they got this yeah. one niece in the family. And it's not a get together. They just gathered up at one of the uh, uh, cousins or the aunts, uncles' houses. They're all together. And that, that little niece, you could see she's so beautiful. And her spirit mm -hmm. is not tainted. See, these other aunts and, and, and cousins that are sitting around braiding her hair or talking, they done been through bad relationships, made bad choices, and they all messed up with their baggage. And they see this young girl with the potential 
to be physically beautiful, but the spirit she has, not tainted. So they start feeding her information. You better watch out for these men. These men ain't no good. Mm -hmm. See, so that's to stop you from finding a good relationship when you get older, even though you may be 12 years old. And they want to put a yeah. mess on you. Or they want to get in your mind. Or people that come around you even in life and try to suggest things to you to keep you from going to the fullest range of your potential and beyond. I, I used to get that all the time growing up. So I'm a specialist with that. Mm. Yeah, he, he going to be a handsome son. He going to have all the girls. They weren't trying to groom me to have all the girls, but it's just like they, 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 they superimpose their mindset, their toxic mindset onto you. And they get to get off a little bit. I don't feel as heavy because I, I got my stuff off. But you dumped on somebody. I hate and, and that manipulation, yeah. I see. I see it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten step, steps ahead of time. I see when these people do this. And they want to play dumb. Well, I don't know what lives. Stop talking to me. You don't talk to me no lot because I know you are F up down the line. I already see your end game. Mm -hmm. Worse if you already gave me a taste of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what it is. Yeah. But you grew up in a loving household. Right, right. But, but no, so yeah. that was like, that was your shield. That, that was, was your armor. Yes, yes. It was loving household. And, and, and they told me about these things. This is the crazy part. I didn't grow up like that. See, see, that's why I like to talk the way I do. I can tell jokes and do all this stuff. But with those things, for people who may not know, like you said, you would hear the show and the things we talked about. I have to pass that on. You know what I mean? So somebody will latch on and say, aha, that's what it is. Yeah. See? And, 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 and we in a, this is a spiritual warfare. Big time. Big and, time. And they, World War Three is our mind. They yes. going after our mind hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been reading these different types of books. But right now I'm reading um, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it talks about how easily your subconscious mind can be influenced. Uh-huh. Tell it. Your waking state is your, your conscious mind. And your sleep state is your subconscious mind. Yes. So you have to guard your mind at all levels and all angles. I didn't know that growing up. People will call me stupid. You know, you hear it after the third time, the fourth time, you start to believe it. <laughs> right, right. I know they keep, yeah, they feeding in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then now it's like, now it's like I have to get myself out of that and actually realize that these people were just projecting their insecurities onto me. I didn't know that. Right. I had to hold on to my books. Those were my mentors right. until I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Until I got you. <laughs> but I held on to these books, the, the secret, um, what the Atlas shrug. I held on to my book. When I couldn't communicate with anyone because no one related to me, I wrote in my journal. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's how I process my emotions. Like somebody, that's how when people be like, but I didn't know, I didn't know. And I'm like, well, what about the feeling that people made you feel? Right. That should have woke you up to do something. Don't let it hinder you. It should push you to move. Mm -hmm. But people, you know, people don't pay attention. They don't. 
Some people are just. <laughs> I have a family member right now. She does not pay attention. Oh, you be reading into things too much. I'm, I told her I had to. No one spoke to me growing up. No one warned me about people that people are not good. I just thought it was just a isolated situation in the house where, oh, you know, my parents, they don't really know how to communicate with me. I have siblings, but, you know, they're in their own world. So let me see outside if I could find somebody. Mm-hmm. And when I got the same results from what I was getting in, in the house, it's like, oh, shit, I really can't depend on any human being at all. Yeah. Don't even ask anybody for help. Don't even expect any help. Even in my relationships, when I had boyfriends, it was the same shit. That's wow. a you problem. I don't want to do that. Right, right. So, you know, my mind is extremely negative right now, but I'm like, I have to program it again to be a little bit more optimistic. And it's challenging. Well, see, because yeah, no, you, you have to adjust your filters. You see what I mean? It's just like you lean in the bed, you get the ceiling fan on. And maybe the window might be open. But the temperature drops, you're sleeping. And the fan is on, you're not, now your feet are cold. <laughs> so either you got to close the window in or cut the fan down lower or cut the fan off. Like you, you, you gauge how much you let in. And if you say that, like you said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm negative, whatever, you're not negative. But what got on you is negative. And that's not you. Don't, yeah. ever, don't ever identify with the atmosphere that, that dumped on you. Like if you're in a coal mine, you come out with all this black soot on you. That's not you. You got to mm-hmm. scrub it off. When you get around negative people who are acting friendly because they want something out of you or they just don't like you because of the way you shine, you'll start to look at yourself in a negative manner because while you were around them, they were dropping some very subtle negative things on you. Not Maybe not just in one day, but over a period of time mm-hmm. and they will set limitations on your life and now you start to feel as though you can't accomplish the things that you desire. See me? And I tell yeah. people, I do whatever it is that I want to do. There are no limits for me. I'm a 60-year-old black man mm-hmm. from New York City. And if I want to be a rocket scientist, if I wanted to be whatever, a brain surgeon, if I apply myself, mm-hmm. I can do it. It might take me till I'm 80 years old, but I don't want to do that. So I walk with an air of confidence that the insecure people can't stand because, mm-hmm. oh, who he think he better than this. He think he better than that. And here's the other thing. Here's another thing that people do. These negative people do. They will wiggle their way in your life and try to make you feel as though you need them. So if they can convince oh you this, oh yeah, we're gonna go deep. <laughs> they will make it seem as though you talking need them. about that. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell <laughs> you, you you got something to say? Say it. So yeah. Oh yeah. So I have this dude, I have a yeah. contractor. Right. So I have I own two homes. I own, you know, different locations. Right. So he's taking care of both of them. So one of the house has tenants in it. So he's supposed to, you know. Right. He claimed he did it because I trusted him. So he he took care of the cabinets, the back porch, the the kitchen, everything. So, you know, I moved to my new place. Right. And, you know, because I fucked with him, I didn't really put no pressure on him. I'm like, right. all right, he's doing we're the same sign. So I thought me and him thought alike. So right. I'm like, all right, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be responsible. And I just felt like him as an entrepreneur is a different um, mindset that you have to have a different type of um, character. So 
fast forward, I'm like, all right, you haven't given me money for, for from that other house for a whole year. Wow. He's like, what you mean? You lying. You li-. I said, what you mean? I'm lying. Why would I lie about something like that? Right. right. I got this fucking mortgage to pay and I also got that other fucking mortgage to pay. But I didn't press you because I right. thought you was doing what you were supposed to do. But I'm having problems in this new fucking house and you, you can't even fix this shit. <laughs> I have to sew back up. Oh, you know, shit yeah. and fucking toilet paper coming out. Yeah. Now yeah. the water's coming inside from the back, the back entrance door, yeah. flooding up the, the living room area. And I'm like, okay, I need the money now because I have things I have to fix here. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he, we went back and forth for a few fucking hours and shit about that shit. Finally, he comes out and he says, oh, you're right. I haven't given you um the money for almost a year. I said, I said to myself, look at this shit. Now you acting like you didn't recognize it. How you don't recognize a whole year worth of fucking payments? Mm. On top of that, right? I'm like, all right. It's not like I was taking advantage of you because he did some work in the new house. Right. But he was trying to make it seem like I wasn't trying to make no payments for him. I'm like, listen, the payment is not even the issue. My issue is that you don't know how to communicate and you're not transparent and you being an older man, I wasn't expecting that from you. I'm expecting that from these young niggas. Right. These 20 something year olds, these 30 year olds. That's right. Not a nigga past 45. <laughs> Dang, 45. But that, you know. That, that's, I, you should know then. And, and me with the numbers game, I'm like, man, I was, I was 45, 15 years ago. So I, I really can't show no idiot, you know, things. I, I got to be on point. How do you not know how I mean, to communicate your business? You got me person? looking stupid in front of my fucking family. That's what I told him. You had me looking stupid in front of my fucking family. Right. Right. You know, we've known each other for all these years, and this is how you act? It comes down to that. So this shows you there's something underlying. Um, this is why you have to keep your, your life in different segments. It's like a puzzle, right? You can put all the pieces together and yeah. it looks seamless, but those parts you can remove if needed and remain intact on the, in the other parts of your life. That's what you have to do because if you, the puzzle is not one big piece because you just pull it out the box. Oh, here it is. Boom. It ain't no puzzle, but you can't get away from the different parts of it. You got to be able to detach those parts and still like those worms, like when you a little kid, and you cut one, and say, hey, wait a second, both parts are moving. <laughs> that if you cut something off of you, you're still living. Any one component of your life can't take charge over the whole thing. Hell, any one component of your life should not know everything about you. And you'll have good friends from back in the day. They'll be far and few between. They really will roll with you, right? Some. You can't assume all, Right? But but those are far and few yeah. between. But most people these days, they're not. Look, if you see that they're not doing any type of cleansing, or or trying to have a certain type of conversation that's edifying, and it doesn't mean you you have to be this holy holy whatever. Even in this conversation, we don't said a little curse here and there. We don't said this. That, but that that doesn't mean anything. That's expression. That's words. That's wind. What about the heart? See, you have a wonderful heart, a loving heart. You ain't gonna take no stuff, but you shouldn't have to be. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to be pushed to that point. You see what I mean? 
So these people don't care. They only get close to you. They want to be all up in your business to do stuff with you, to screw you in the end. Because if he valued the connection between you and him, he would really be trying to show out in a good way. Like, yo, I'm going to hook her up. I'm going to hook her up. There are people yeah. that I know that if I needed something, I can get it. Not on the using tip, but because they know my integrity yeah. and they know I will do and have done for them. And there's some who have done for me that I haven't done for them, but it's in my heart to do whatever it may be. It's not just money, but very few people vibe like that. And they put the side as though they like this and try to convince you so they can get something out of you. Even if it's not money, your energy, your life force. They might be looping around, thinking about somebody they was with for 30 years ago, still crying. Oh, they love me. It's good. When they come around, that's all they do. Hey, damn it, go start a business. Go, go run around the block, lose some weight, do this, do that. Take a nap. You look tired. <laughs> do something constructive. <laughs> it's crazy. They will bring you, they will suck you in for their purpose. Their dysfunctional purpose. It's, that's my whole shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I got mad at him because I'm like, you said, we've known each other for over five years and this is how you act at the end of the day? Mm. Mm. And you know what he told me? Because we he didn't want to speak to me. He wanted to do everything via text. He, you know what uh, he tells me? I deserve that money. I did all that work for you. That's what, what he told me. I did all that work for you. I, I, I deserve that money. Don't get arrogant with it now. But a whole year's worth? I said, wow. Strange. Strange people. See, all the while, while he was doing the stuff on half-assing half, half it, he was thinking about like that. Yeah. See, it came out, but he'd been thinking like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he been thinking like that. Now I'm like, you like the front a lot. And I told him, you like to pretend too much. You want to act like you rich. You talk about money here, money there. Why are you trying to keep my little money? If right. you rich. Right. But that's the front. <laughs> that's the front. That's to make you have confidence. Well, he's not going to rip me off because he has money and it ain't there. You know, Man, look, the people, said, okay. people like this. They're not transparent with themselves. They lie to themselves. There's so many people out here who think they're rock stars. There's so many people out here who think they're moguls. There's so many narcissistic, insecure people who think all these things. I don't have to live according to your delusions. And see, when they see a person who knows who they are, who is moving into their destiny, something real, they don't like it because it smashes their vision of themselves that's paper thin. They're a cardboard cutout. They never produce. They posture. They 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 appear as. You know you know how many people on Instagram think that they're stars. Get their hair done. And, look at <laughs> and they're and not I, exactly. <laughs> and the filters help them make to look, look themselves make themselves look better. And the world believes it. Damn, ma, you look good. I'm gonna send some money to your cash app. And when they meet them in person. They're standing there in the same corner and don't even recognize each other. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that's one example. But what I'm saying is that some people who really think and convince you that they're good with money or you building a house, mm -hmm. they can't do right by their little jacked up house, but they're going to tell you how to design your house. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I'm an artist. I'm a designer. I have background architecture. I got, I got so much. And these little fools buzzing around like flies to make themselves seem as though they're important. They got something going on. Get out of here. 
See, and they're not. When truth arrives, falsehood has to leave. They can only stand by the side and look at you in awe. But I, you know, I liked him. I said, "Listen, I like you. You don't have to do nothing else. I genuinely like you. You don't have to try to impress me right. with anything." Right. Right. I like you. You don't have to do any of that. Right. Wow. And I told him all you had to tell me was, "Listen, what I estimated was, you know, a little less than what really um, took place." Yes. And I would have been cool because I respect you, so I, I would have fell back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I said, dang. I said, I got fooled again. That's how I felt. I got fooled again. He picked me up from the doctor when I had surgery done because I had fibroids. So I had right. my um, fibroids shr- shrunken and he came to pick me up because I didn't have anybody else. So I didn't expect that from him. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, lesson learned. Yeah, unfortunately. And, you know, yeah. With, look, when you go through this enough. It's not like, see, some people do the overkill thing. I'm not going to trust anybody. Everybody's a piece of crap. Ah, you still have to vibe. <laughs> <laughs> then at 85 years old, you find them up in their house dead and they had no contact with nobody for the last like 35 years. It's like that. You just have to take time to vet more to, mm-hmm. keep, to keep yourself. See, what people think lots of times is that you have to um, you have to vet these people hard. No, you have to get more into yourself and trust your vibration. That's the real deal. The yeah. stronger you are with your vibration is the more you'll see into them as opposed to not raising your vibration and trying hard to see what they are. It'll wear you down when you get 15, 20 people around you, you're going to try to figure out. It will come to you. Work on your strength. Work on who you are. Work on work on your spiritual core. And let me tell you something. These days for me, I'm not going to say I'm not going to get fooled again, but it's really a thing because I see it immediately. The whole scenario with this new person who is trying to get into my life, I can see the trajectory. There was a dude wow. that me and Mr. Skurv met in passing and he was mm-hmm. so interested in things about us but I saw what he wanted to do it wasn't anything sinister he wasn't trying to get yeah. with her or, or get me somewhere and you know what no you know but mm-hmm. even him thinking innocent of his intentions would have rabble round yeah. so much in my life and I said if, I, if this dude gets in my life He's acting nice now, but I, I just see it. Not, it wasn't even evil. It was just something that wouldn't have worked. If you got around me and got around the people who were around me in my inner circle, you'd be causing so much problems just being who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got you to gotta protect your inner circle. Big time. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. You have to. Because once you lose that. And, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, no, go ahead. no, it's just that they have so many layers to their nonsense. Uh-huh. It's like they it's so many layers. You would think that it's confidence. You would think that they know who they are, but uh-huh. it's it is just a low self-esteem. Yes. It's a low self-esteem. Yes. 
And when they see that you have I, the you real know, thing, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But no, it makes sense after you figure it out, though. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and once you had a situation or an experience with one person like this, it makes you look at everything around you different. Because you understand the, mm-hmm. the levels behind the levels behind the levels behind the levels. There's a person I know. Like I used to. Uh-huh. No, just to say it real quick. There's a person I know that they're so deeply rooted in their insecurities that they must put down people around them. Not everybody. But because I have the light, they must mm-hmm. put me down. And hmm. when they do things that are progressive and nice and help them to run away from themselves, they, 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 they want to call me up and Hey, I'm here and I'm doing this now. Oh, I guess you're just still sitting around the house with a, you know, I mean, when I was driving the bus, I worked in corrections and prisons and, and jails. And when I said, okay, I'm going to do this bus thing, right? Oh, oh you, you, I, yeah. I, I'm doing this now, but you, you, you're still on the bus, right? Oh, okay. You, you, you're just a bus driver. Why are you saying all that? See, it don't bother me because you see one branch on my tree, but you don't see my depth. <laughs> yeah. You don't really see exactly. my depth. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I, and I have nothing to prove to you. We gonna see who stands the test of time, and this is no competition. Mm-hmm. But, but that insecurity you have, and you want to tear somebody down, and you want to go after somebody and break their spirit. You first of all, you're not breaking my spirit. I'm built for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. seriously. They don't know my training in life. I don't have any certificates to say in, in the white man schools that yesterday has been through this course. But let me tell you something. There's nothing that I have not been through on this level of life. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. it all. I haven't done it all. I ain't do the drugs. I ain't do the. You know what I mean? But, you know, I don't do no homo thing. But I have experienced a little bit from every plate in the buffet of life. So when I speak a certain way, I'm not saying I'm all that because there's so much more that I have to learn, but you're not going to stop me from knowing what I know from a hands-on experience. And these are people that I can rip apart. And I'm not even saying it on some, some narcissistic level. Some cocky. Yeah, I'm not saying it on that. But if I'm well-trained, if I'm a trained fighter, I've been fighting for 15 years, and you come with some little schoolyard bully stuff, I'll smash you. And I don't even walk that way. But when you bring that energy to me, sometimes exactly. you get a lesson. Just the same way with what I know, I'm humble. Because there's people out there that know Hello? more and been through so much more. <laughs> I will bow, show respect to what may appear to be a spiritual midget that in turn is a spiritual giant that can teach me stuff because they saw that with what I had, I wasn't cocky with it. That's why I always learn. This is why we're having this conversation now. We said we're going to start out freestyle mm-hmm. and look what a conversation it is because we both got the stuff yeah. inside of us. We the real deal. We don't have to sit here. Well, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a 15 minute mark. We, we need to speak about this. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's activated. That's why I say when we first talked, I said, you got something about you. We got to do this. I was like, ah, he's just hyping me up. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> And I, I'll just I'll just say it this way: you 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 change worlds. You make people make memos and change rules. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and you're laughing because you know it's the truth. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they need to. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, growing up, I didn't know how to communicate. So I said, God, give me the strength to learn how to communicate clear, direct. Right. And whatever I say out my mouth, let it invoke an emotional reaction. Right. Right. That's because I'm like, that's the only way they're going to get it when they get emotionally, you know, yeah. affected by it. Yeah. Anything yeah. else, they're not going to feel it. Right. But back to um your your boy that called you and was saying oh yeah he's just you just a bus driver I call people like that stupid talkers <laughs> you just talking stupid I call them stupid talkers and I'm like listen I had a female like that too she would always say something and I said God let me because she wasn't you know she's my family member I said right. let me understand why she does that right. so it finally you know I, I finally paid attention and I was analyzing her I said oh every time she's frustrated in her life. She starts talking dumb to people because she doesn't know how to process her emotion. Right, right, right. And that's what it right, was. Right, 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 right. So, oh, that's when she starts attacking people and saying stupid shit. But but see, she's already frustrated in her own in her own life. But see, possibly like half a lifetime ago for you, or whatever it is, whatever period of time that you came into a deeper understanding of human nature and the spirits around you you may not have been able to break that down like that so quick. So you learned and you're better. Yeah. And see, just think 10 years from now, you're going to be better. 20 years from now, you're going to be better, mm. you know, and it cuts through life. See, this is the thing too. You make people think like this. Damn. Uh-huh. How does she make this thing look so easy? Because you are aware and your spiritual blade is sharpened to cut through life like a hot knife through butter. Because you learned, you haven't been dulling your blade. You've been sharpening it through the experiences that may not have been too pleasant, but you learned from it while you were, were, I won't say suffering through it, but while you were shocked at what a person did and you put this into your mental computer, and you say, let me figure this thing out. Because this damn thing ain't going to happen to me again. Mm -hmm. Experience is the best teacher. But see, some people have experiences and they let their emotions get in it and cloud up the lesson. And never learn the lesson. So they walk around mad all the time. Oh, I have a mad looking Mm -hmm. face when left alone because I'm very intense. I said, man, Skirb, I saw you walking down the street, man. Look, you want to kill somebody. And I, in my mind, I was like, la, 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 la. What a beautiful day when I wake up in the morning, love. And the sunlight hurts my eyes. A lovely day, lovely day. And I'm looking pissed. They don't know that. Because if, if, if my filters yep. were clogged, I would not be able to do the amount of stuff that I can do on so many different levels and levels that people don't even know. And again, you have to know yourself. You don't go to no job interview with the with a great resume and go there like you apologetic. You have to let them know. Listen, I know this. This is what I do. Here's my proof. Call up my former employer. This is my certificate. This is my degree. This is what I do. And never are you supposed to feel uh, uh, intimidated to state your claim to what you've mastered. It doesn't mean you're going to go out there with a bullhorn. Hey, everybody. My name is Lance Gervin. What? But they were like, oh, what the hell is that? Look, it don't matter. A fly can land on my plate of food. And I'm like, yo, get off, get off, get off. The fly look up. I ain't moving nowhere. So that it, so to the fly, I'm nothing. So we have to, I'm not saying think you're nothing. No, but understand that the more you accomplish, 
is the more you need to know that you need to accomplish more. In this world, when people accomplish a little bit, oh, they're pumped up on themselves, which makes them which, oh. which makes them shrink. You know, they're not gaining. Yeah. I want to keep gaining. So I'm going to keep myself in the mode where, okay, I accomplished that. What's the next level? How do I move higher? Mm-hmm. Look, look, pe- mm-hmm. look, look, I have never looked my anus in the eye, but it's a very important part of my body. I've never seen it eye to eye. We, we all take the mirror and look and see things when we're kids, right? Why I say that? Well, because mm-hmm. we need that to get out of us what's in us so we can make room for the new nutrition. So if you mm-hmm. pumped off of a, pumped up off of past accomplishments, you're therefore constipated. And you're not feeling yeah. good. You can't bring in new stuff because you didn't get rid of the old stuff. And folks don't understand. It's true. That. It's so true. They don't understand that. So I ain't got to look at I know that part of me is very important. Because if that backs up, everything backs up. So if people don't have a way of putting things into perspective and being mm-hmm. or showing gratitude to say, you know what? Like even for me. There's so many people that I know real close that are not here anymore. And that is a natural order of things. But because I'm still here, whatever good they brought into my life, even if nobody's perfect, right? But whatever the good they brought into my life, I have to represent it. I'm carrying not just one baton of my mother or my father or my parents. I'm carrying the baton of so many people that have fed into me. Whether I remember their names yeah. or not when I was a kid, but I was just, and it gave you a lesson. It might have been one statement. I might have been in a Walmart checkout line. An old lady said something to me. It was so truthful. I'm like, that lady didn't know me. Why did she tell me that? But damn, this is a nugget. So I got all these good nuggets and, and, and I carried it with me. It's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I ain't got no time for nobody's toxicity. That is an amazing thing because people don't like to share anything. <laughs> so if you got a little nugget here and there, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I had to solely depend on my environment and my emotions. Like I had to really look mm-hmm. and analyze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I got by. But see, you did more than just get by. This is why you, you have ascended above so many people. And because you have, it's protected you from future BS because you're mastering yourself. Nobody can whip you if you mastered yourself. I don't have to look out and peep out my window to watch what the next man is doing because I got so much within. Right now, my sleep patterns are totally off. I had a heck of a week where I was staying up all night and going to do stuff for the day and falling asleep on the van and all this stuff. But, but I'm flowing now. And this whole next mm-hmm. week is a great transition for me. You see? And I'm looking forward yeah. to it. And and I got to this point. So all the frustrations, all of the challenges, all of the things that I had to go through to get to this point, there's a lot of gratitude here. Because I had to use all of the resources mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, physically from within and to sacrifice and to sometime tighten up the belt. Like we're just going to eat a little bit of rice mm-hmm. and water tonight. That check don't come into the mall. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that makes us better. That makes it when we got the t- chance to take the shot. When you get your heavyweight championship shot, 
you think back to all the stuff that you've been through and you're like, I am not going to let this thing mess me up. All the things in the past, I learned from it and there's no distractions. I am going to win. There's no doubt. I didn't come this far to lose. You see? What happens is people try to take your smile away from you. They try to take your peace of mind and make you feel like you should not be comfortable in your own skin. And I said, "Mm -mm, I'm going to stay true to who I am. And I told myself, I know there's a price to pay for being myself and I'm willing to pay it. That's right. That's right. Yes. Because someone was advising me, oh, you know, at work, you got to know how to politic. You got to know how to move. I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not politic. It is what it is. You, if you like me, you like me. You don't, you don't. You know, I'm just being my true essence. Right. I'm not going to disrespect you and come out of line. So there's no reason for you to be. I have to force myself to, you know, get in good with you so that I can get good, <laughs> a good place at work. And, you know, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like my mother used to do that, like, and she used to be upset because she was a home attendant. So she would have to, um, like, you know, she would bring gifts during the holidays for her supervisor so that she could have more favorable hours, a nice cozy, um, case and stuff like that. But she used to be mad. Right. Because it's like, oh, she used to tell herself, oh, man, I'm in competition with the other home attendants because they're over here buying the suit, the supervisor. You oh, know, you know, Spanish, yeah. well, she's Spanish, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanish women, the <laughs> Dominicans. You, right, right. We don't talk about Dominicans. Yeah, yeah, they no, know, know how to buy a, 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 a man and a woman off. Yeah, yeah. No, with I the know. man, they're going to cook you whatever the hell you want. <laughs> and then with the women, what is it that you need? You like jewelry? Right. Back in the days, you they used to give comforters. You 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 right. want a colcha? You want a comforter? Something? <laughs> we got you that. <laughs> she right. it was crazy. But she used to be mad. <laughs> I know the culture. I know. Growing up in yeah. New York, you know all the cultures. You you know how things flow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Dominicans quite well. Uh, Puerto Ricans all. What? <laughs> I know it. And my dealings with women and things too, but like I said, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. But, mm. that's you know, that's thing. just that's just life. You gotta you gotta know how to learn, get your lessons, and don't let it get you bitter. That's a lot of people end up angry behind their their life lessons, right? And that messes them up. And the accumulation. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you got to keep your filters clean because they don't read no books. Look, they don't right. read no books. They don't listen to motivational speeches. They don't have no affirmations. They don't right. try to keep themselves thinking the right thoughts. Right. They don't. They, they don't. They you got to put in the work, and they don't have the framework within. You yeah. know, they, they don't have that protocol. That okay, I'm a little down now. I had a spiritual traffic accident. There is some damage. Yeah. Let me evaluate what this is. Bring myself in to a place of stillness and go down the checklist to see what, where the damage is and what do I need to do to repair that. Even though somebody else did the damage or your guard may have been dropped where if it was up, so, but you can't say, oh, I got to blame myself. That's a learning experience. If I get, if I keep getting hit with right hands from the opponent, I got to learn how to keep my left hand up. 
to block the shot. Mm-hmm. So those punches in the face that I took was a learning experience, right? So this is how yeah. we learn. But if we get mad and look what happened to me, oh, I'll, you know, life is bad. And no, no, it's what you make it. It's what you make it. Yeah. I remember right there, yeah. and I've said it before, right where in Manhattan on 145th Street, you cross over into the Bronx on the Yan- you know, Yankee Stadium side, uh-huh. and it becomes 149th Street. And there's a trestle above yeah. of the Major Deegan Expressway. And it was an open area that once you turned off of that 145th Street, which turned into 149th Street Bridge, because we jump on the Major Deegan from there and then get down to, you know, the bridge and get back into Queens. There was a man there that had a big drum, a big drum where you put the flames in, you burn it, and they kind of huddle next to it in the wintertime. He was homeless. And we would always, there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken right there before you got on the bridge across the street. And we get a little Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. I used to like to grip, get my grape soda. My father would treat me because if we were doing jobs, and when I say my father, my parents yeah. were together, but he had his business, right? So I'd go with him on the weekends and in uh-huh. the summer, summertime, summer vacation. So we coming over and he'd always buy extra for the man. And we'd go over there and we, wow. we, we wouldn't sit down in the dirt. But because he, he had a cardboard box, he was sitting on. He had this little built thing, but he had the flame, and we give him the stuff, mm-hmm. and we'd be out there. And that that guy was the most joyous guy. Not just because oh, we brought you some chicken, and we brought him a whole lot of stuff to, to you know keep him over the rolls and everything, and the potatoes and everything. Yeah. And other people were bringing him stuff, and he was living good. I'm not saying he was living good; he's homeless. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he was like, "Man, I'm blessed." And he would tell us stories and jokes, and and I'm young now. I might have been six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. Looking at this man outside, I'm like, you know, I knew the deal, but I'm like, Daddy, he's really out there. But how come the, some of the people in our neighborhood they got nice houses, they got these crappy attitudes? And you taught me about this mm-hmm. stuff. So, so people who sometimes surround themselves with fine raiment and material stuff and want to tell you what they have, what you don't have, are you really feeling it? If you have to tell me. Or are you trying to convince yourself? Exactly. Why can't, like me, I enjoy doing for people, but I don't invest in bad soil. So the ghetto artists yeah. who are out there, you know, don't think you're going to just come with a sorry face, but you can't stand me, but you want me to go half and half on something with you, but you only use me. No. My spirit has to be led mm-hmm. to do that. And sometimes I will go out of my way with a stranger that I may have observed a bad situation that they may have been on the phone talking about, or they, you could see it and something says, you know what, go and take them and go do this. And it doesn't mean you, I may not even have a thousand dollars in my bank account, but what's stopping me from spending yeah. 200 on them to get some food. If I see in my spirit talks me that way, this is why when anything has happened in my life where I say, Oh, mm-hmm. I got to get some money by tomorrow. Where am I going to get it from? All of a sudden out of nowhere, boom, I go, Oh, hmm. that's that thing. Cause you invested in mm-hmm. good people, in situations, and you I'll say the word angel. You've become that angel for somebody else. Yeah. So that word will go to somebody else for them to become an angel for you. But if you're sitting yep. here with a, with a bad, toxic thing going on, and you're arrogant, and you're, you don't want to look within yourself to say, why don't these people want to deal with me? Maybe it's something about me. No, it's them. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll never get. <laughs> yeah. You'll never get past a certain level. Because you're not looking to look within. Look, let me tell you something. Even when I know it's somebody and it's their issue, I'm looking within. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
It's, 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 it's just yeah. like Mike Tyson when he was younger and fighting back in the 80s and he would tell the people, well, how do you feel? I feel good, but I could have done a little better. I think I could have done a little better. I'm going to get back to the gym and I'm going to fight harder. I'm going to train harder and show more discipline. I could have done better. See, knock the guy in the first round. He's like, you could have done better. People are like, yo, man, I did the man. I'm bad. No, I could have done better. <laughs> this is how you get great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We talk yeah. you know, the conversations that I grew up on. That's in me. I grew up on that. Intelligent, introspective, yeah. comedic sometimes, serious sometimes, tearjerker sometimes. This is this is what I come from. So I can roll with this by myself. I'm not saying away from you. We bounce, yeah. we playing. I can't play a uh, tennis by myself. I can't be on a seesaw by myself. This is the conversation. C-O-N means with. So we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. But I can't have a high vibration conversation like this if you are low vibrational. You see what I'm saying? You bring exactly. it out. Exactly. That's why I be telling people you have you you have to see the beauty in life. Because if you don't see it, you're gonna become bitter and you're gonna lose hope. That's right. That's right. I had my nephew, he came to me, he was like, Oh, can you help me purchase a vehicle? I told him, Listen, I'm not gonna make you any promises because I don't want you to think I'd be talking shit, but I'll try. Right. Because my other sister was like, Oh no, no. You know, he got his parents. I say, Yeah, but he was vulnerable enough to ask us right. to help him out. That's you right. know how much stress that took? Oh God. <laughs> we can't we can't disapp we, we can't disappoint him, you know what I'm saying? Right. He didn't have anybody else that he could depend on and rely on. That's right. At least let's make an effort. That's true. Because I want him to see that you could ask for help and you could get it. That's right. Especially from your family. That's right. Because I have family members that ask them for help and they're like, nope, I don't have to do that. You know, that bothered me. That's like, yeah. you piece of shit. You're supposed to be my bloodline and look right. at you treating me like a stranger. Right. 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 So it's like, ugh. I just had a lot of negative experiences that made me negative, but I'm like, I don't want to hold on to them anymore. I'm ready right. to let them go. Right. And, and therefore, you're positive. You learn from them. Yeah. Because you see, even, yeah. even look at mathematics. Look at mathematics. That, even that tells you. Mm -hmm. You take negative 10 plus negative 10 is not negative 20. You know what I mean? So, right, right, right. So, so these things is how you deal with them, how you choose to deal with them. You make a conscious decision on how you choose to look at it. You know, every time... Like I, I wrote that story years ago on my site, landscape.com, shameless plug. Like this is my own show and I'm, I got to be shameless. <laughs> I can say it, right? <laughs> but, but the beauty of the blown tire, I was going to a job first day out in Long Island. I was on time mm -hmm. and there was a car next to me. It was a blue Honda Accord. And you know, when you're on the highway, you're not racing anybody, but when they pull up, you might pull up a little bit. When you pull up, they might pull up. You kind of stay parallel while you're on this highway kind of cruising at the same speed, mm -hmm. whether it's 65, 70, 60, whatever it may be, subconsciously. So all of a sudden there was this noise. Boom, 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 boom. It was my back rear tire on the right side, right? And uh, it was a uh -huh. flat. So I had to jump out real quick and change and put the donut on. I did it real quick. You know, so I got back on the highway. <laughs> it was a couple of exits forward that I had to go. I noticed the traffic was, was backed up. And when I saw it, now my exit was right there. I had to go up on the, on the, 
side service row a little bit to get up on the ramp. But as I got up on the ramp, I saw what the accident was. It was an 18-wheeler that jumped over from the other side and landed on the blue Honda that was next to me and across the whole highway, it smashed it flat. And you saw a little blood that was sprayed out. It was flat. Mm. So it crushed the person in certain parts. I was like, that's that's blood. I was next to him. It would have crushed me too. That's why I say the beauty of the blown tire. The blown tire was my friend. It helped me. It saved my life. It was a negative thing that because damn it, it's a flat tire. I hate this life. Well, the tire helped me to maintain life. You see? Wow. So all day. Yeah. And I still got to work on time. It was crazy. Look at that. So negative situations or negative appearing situations can happen to you, but it's stopping you from something down the line that's even worse. So even though it's annoying, it will change the whole trajectory of your of your day. I'm getting ready to get out the house and all of a sudden something slips out my hand, a glass with juice in it, and it breaks all over the floor. Well, that might be the very thing to delay me from crossing the street as I would have and probably got hit. So now you got to mop this stuff up, get this glass off the floor, get it re- get it all up because your family going to be walking around barefoot. They don't know. You're not going to be home. And then you go out in the road and see somebody else got hit. That, that was spo- not supposed to be you because the divine, you know, got in there and stopped you. But that was a beautiful thing. Like somebody's looking out for me. They helped me to drop this glass, you know, this bottle that saved my life. Yeah. And that's the way I see things. So I, I, I'm thankful when little mishaps happen because I don't know what it's keeping me from. That could be worse. Yeah. See, when you get to be a certain age and you start going up in them ages, you're like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of near misses. I'm still here. I know I'm not going to be here forever, but thank you for allowing me to be here this long. So this is why it's a joy to sit here and have a conversation like this that is edifying you know, and, we, we, and we'll be taking conversations yeah. in different directions and all kind of stuff. But it's a joy to, to be at this age for me to have my mind right, my body right, my thoughts right, and to vibe like this. It's a joy. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I want to keep on doing stuff like this that somebody can take from it. And again, I don't know everything, but what little, little I know, I'll share. And throw it out to the world. Who, look, there's going to be somebody listening to this, <laughs> sitting up in their bed like, damn, that big head dude and that Robin Hood, they talking some serious stuff. And they might need that that time because they might be ready to put a bullet in their head. They might be ready to, to, to take their child and throw them out the window or something like that. No, I'm not even being funny because, you know, sometimes mothers feel down and out and they want to do things to the children. You, you just sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes this is what you need to tip the balance in the favor of, of, of good and positivity to help them go on along the way. We all run out of gas sometime. We all go into the negative in our checking account sometime. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we, we might yeah, get a little bit I have my boy listening to you. Wow. Hey, cause he was sleeping, right? Uh-huh. He was sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and, he was, and I had you playing. Right, right. 
And he was like, who's that? That's Farrakhan? I said, you know damn well that he don't sound like no Farrakhan. He was, he was like, oh, I like, I like his style, though. I like his style. Well, no, Farrakhan influenced me a whole lot, though. You know what I mean? Like, like the way he delivers things. I'm not one of them cardboard yeah. cutouts, but I'm saying you hear that in me. You hear my mother in me. You hear my father in me. And there's a certain time where you mm-hmm. will think like, damn, he really talking like him. But it's me. But but we're the sum total of our experiences and everybody who touched us. You know what I mean? So that's that. Yeah. I take that as a compliment and I submit, you know, to that. And I almost had, I almost had Farrakhan like, on the yeah, show, I like you know. You. I almost had him on the show. I just missed Farrakhan being on the show years ago. I don't know if I ever told. I've said it before. Um, I met a gentleman like uh, Issa Muhammad who comes on now. Um, he's running for Congress uh-huh. and he was in the nation of Islam. I think he's transitioned to the wider, you know, uh, whatever version of Islam. But um, I met him and was through another person. And I had read this guy's books 20 years before when I met him. I couldn't believe it. Come to find out he's friends with Akbar Muhammad, second in command of the nation mm-hmm. of Islam for so many decades. And so he arranged for him to come onto the show. And I met him. We've had dinner. He's come to my house. I'm like, yo. But what the first time we did the wow. we did a conversation, and it was on Block Talk Radio, and I was kind of hipping him on how it works. And, you know, let me do if this happens, this would whatever. So he's like, you know, and this is Akbar speaking. He said, you know, uh, three minutes before you called in, he has this really deep voice. Three minutes before you um, you called me, I just got off the phone with the minister. If you had called 10 minutes ago, I would have encouraged him to come on with me. To, I was like, oh, I was quiet about it. I was like, oh. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he said, well, you know, I didn't say anything because I'm so like respectful. Even if in the nation yeah. of Islam, I may not say I, that everything that they say is the truth, but Farrakhan as a black man in, in America, he spoke on things mm-hmm. that you know, that, that nobody else spoke on. He wasn't trying to jockey for political position yeah. or whatever. The back of the day, Farrakhan, you know, he's got a little older, a little few things and like, yeah, I don't know about mm-hmm. that. But, you know, back then I was like, whoa, you know, and so for me to come to that point where three minutes or seven minutes, I missed, because he would have said, yeah, come on. this And if it was only he stayed in there for five minutes, oh man, I, just to imagine <laughs> Brother Lance, you're doing a good job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to have him say that and have our lives overlap. <laughs> yeah. You know, but Akbar was just as good, but people don't really know him as much. But when he came over to the house, my friend was going to take him to the airport to fly back to St. Louis. And um, he, my uh, uh, Issa called me. He's like, Brother Lance, he says, I have Akbar with me. We're not too far. We have a little time to kill. And um. Would you mind maybe he come over and we discuss stuff on your show? And I had that one little room that had the black on the wall with yellow stripes. I'm going to emulate that in my new studio here in the next few weeks. And I was like, sure. Man, I was in the bed. I had stuff in the corner of my eye. I didn't eat yet. Man, I took a quick shower, got my studio together. I didn't care. And I was ready. Yeah. And it was flipped out. The joke, the joke, the joke was. There's a couple brothers standing outside. You know how they, like, you know, they were very protective of him. So they're not mm-hmm. just going to, you know. And even though he got the green light from Issa Muhammad, my friend, who, who was always coming mm-hmm. over, they still had to stand outside. So we had white people living across the street. And they, like, moved, like, six months later. Like, what, what kind of people are we 
lived across the street <laughs> that scared him i know it did like this guy's into that but you know I, I love that and i've always i won't even say lucked out i've always been blessed every now and then to have somebody who may be known by the world but then if a person's not known mm-hmm. by the name being up in lights you yourself bring just as much precious energy to me than anybody else too than everybody else who comes on everybody who talks with me righteously and comes on and has their own personality. I appreciate it. And I have so much gratitude that you would share that because that's what this is all about. And I thank you so much for that. You know, bringing that energy, you know, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm to be alive. I'm way out here in West Africa. You in New York, and, the, and, and we can talk like this. I don't have time and we for still my to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That when people hear these conversations, it's like when I was a kid playing with my little toy cars and stuff. It wasn't even ear hustling because my parents and, and the people that were close to them, they would talk freely. So imagine mm-hmm. I was born in 63, but I might have been six years old and 69. And at one of my mother's rehearsals up in somebody's house. And when the rehearsal's over, they all break bread. They break out with this good food. And they're talking about things. And I'm in Manhattan hearing the real deal about Malcolm X and different things in the neighborhood mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Like then, that's my route. That's my route. Mm-hmm. So all this time into the future, we have Man. all this other craziness going on in the world. That's what I know. That's what I love. And I'm not saying we're supposed to regress. But as far as our morale in the community. We need to get back to those things. And there were things that were not too perfect. We need it because our society is dying. Our society is dying. Yes, yes. I remember. Everyone's playing games. It doesn't matter what age they are. Mm -hmm. No one really is. They're not independent thinkers. They don't know that they're not even conscious. They don't know that they're not aware. Right. Right. It's it's sad. That's bad. They don't even sad. know they, they don't even know they're off. They grab at anything yeah. and rock with it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I look, I come from the days when you might have had dudes selling heroin on the corner. But when that old grandmother who was a church lady was coming down the street, they helped with her bags and brought brought her home, made sure she got home safe. I come from the time when if there was a funeral or somebody in the neighborhood, that old wino who didn't didn't have much clothes, he might have didn't drink wine or liquor for the day and went to the thrift shop and got some suit mm-hmm. that didn't even fit right. Might have been lime green in high waters, but that was his way, like saying, I'm trying, mm-hmm. I want to show you respect. He shaved that day. Yeah. He, he found some way to take a shower. And you look, you're like, wait a second, who? So you didn't laugh at him. You see, you see the respect. People don't want to respect mm-hmm. people no more. You, they want to put you down because of their insecurities. And I can't rock with that. They want to hate on. And, yeah, and that's, that's right. I got to banish them people out of my life. That's all they know how to do. Yeah, that's all they know. Yeah, yeah. To project their insecurities onto other people because it's easier. Oh. I don't have to deal with it. I can just give it to you, and you have to process that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm. And they, they oh. want to do their lessons. It's a battle. It's mm-hmm. a battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I feel your energy. Relaxing. And you know, in New York, they ain't shit. New York, New York ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> New Yorkers to me, and, and I'm sorry if anybody takes offense, but they are the phoniest of the phoniest. Well, you know, I agree. I haven't with met you. a real person yet. This New York today in 2023 
I'm going to say it exactly like you so said it. Phony. It means shit. Right? Because I remember, and going back in your life, he was a little older than you, you got to remember more real back then than you have now. It, mm-hmm. it's, 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 that's why I have, look, even when I was living in America, in Florida, I lived down in Orlando, Florida for 19 years. I didn't have no urge to go up there. I could have been hitting New York every other week. People I know driving up. It's a long drive. Like we drive it up, man. Won't come. Yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah, drive up and then drive down. I can't push myself. <laughs> I used to be able to do that. Like, I'm not doing that for what? Yeah. To go see what? To be depressed and see lying ass people. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Everybody just be lying front and like Friendly. they doing superb. Then you know they just and I just I feel like just say you just you know you you trying to make sense of what's happening and you trying to connect the dots. Don't act like you're doing better than everybody else. But they put so much energy toward the that. They put so much energy toward front. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, this is the deal. Let's let's all get together here and do something that'll benefit all of us and we'll be on top and we all can shine. Yeah. Yeah. And even then you'll have some people want to join Working as you. a unit. Yeah. And suck you some down. people don't want to work together. Nah, nah. Yeah, because they want it all for themselves. Because they'd rather not work together, because they don't want to see you succeed, even though working together will make them mm-hmm. su- succeed. So they go solo. Exactly. And see, we're left sometimes in a place where we have no choice but to go solo. At times, because mm-hmm. see, they will use your heart of unity against you. Oh, okay, you want to unify? Okay, I unify with you until I can get what I get out of you, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you my behind the kiss. You see. Mm-hmm. And and it may not be everybody, but after a while, you're like, it's, you got to prove yourself. Is it enough? Right. I have yeah. no time to be trying people out and and and, and messing up. They messing up. Uh. Uh-uh. There's a, there's a way we have to walk. It's the way we have to move. And the real recognizes. But the it's real. like nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody values their relationship. Like I just have to cut this female off because it's like. <laughs> I'm being more of her friend than she was to me. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was like, I'm tired of her. Let me just cut her off. Cause right. one time I had, she, you know, we lost contact and she found me. Right. So I'm over here talking to God, you know, Oh God, she really came to look for me. <laughs> Thank you for sending her. Like I feel special. Right? right. And then she called when she left my house, she called me. And I found out what her true intentions were. She needed a place to stay while her house was being renovated. Because oh, she wow. lived too far. She lived in Pennsylvania. And I was that hurt me. That wow. hurt me. I was like, oh God, that was that was a blower. Wow. <laughs> I was such on a high. Wow. I was on such a high. You know, that's how people are. They feel like you're easily disposable. I don't need you. Wow. You serve no purpose for me, you know? That's, that's just the mentality here. Yeah, yeah. And it's all over, but I know in New York, from what I hear from people that I know they're talking to them, I have a friend of mine who I know him from the mid-70s, and he was telling me, like, I don't have any friends here. I don't have anybody I can reach up to, reach yeah. out to and say, hey, let's hang out, like we used to do back in the day, Lance, like, you know, because I was there. Mm-hmm. And we had a slew of people yeah. who were like an extended family. that It was interchangeable. If I was with him, he might be with the next one, but I might be with the next one, and he's not. A, and then we all together. It was just seamless mm-hmm. 
community. It was just yeah, yeah. There, there was no difference of anything. You know, we were on the phone damn near crying over our friend, my friend Junior. He passed on. He was yeah. about, you know, he's a good amount of years older than us when we were teenagers. He was in his thirties. And so he was had the gym in the basement and introduced us to so much stuff. And it was no different. He was Puerto Rican. Right? And and, oh, wow. and you know, and, and he all of us were just one. And there was some that were Dominican. Now, some of the Dominicans they didn't get along with those other Puerto Ricans. We understand how that goes, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I know what time it is. I grew up in New York, but I'm just saying that, yeah, you know, for the most part, even they look past their differences until something got hot and they're like, ah, oh, you damn Dominican. You know what I mean? But, but, but what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. there was a different time. And I, this way I say it yeah. I say the sun was shining brighter than it does now. Even the sun was shining mm-hmm. brighter. When I think back to the late 70s, early 80s, but the late 70s in New York City, let me tell you something. They were, there was poverty. There was all kind of stuff. There was drugs. There was a little bit of crime, the gang stuff. It wasn't like it is these days overall. But, yeah. yo, that time was sweet. The music. It was the best time. The, the 90s? Yeah, coming up to the 90s. Now, the 90s yeah. still had some, it, it wasn't gone yet. The 90s was still sweet. Mm-hmm. And that was a very sweet po- yeah. time for me, especially the early 90s and coming up in them times. But, yeah. But it's like symbolically, not because I left in 2001. I left, I sold my house April 5th, 2001. But I was going back and forth because I was relocating to Florida. So I have officially moved mm-hmm. to Florida in February of 2001. But for two months, I was going back and forth, back and forth. So when I left in April yeah. 5th, 2001, it came down to me. I wasn't trying to say, well, since I'm going, New York is not going to be any good anymore. But it kind of shifted because mm-hmm. from April to September, yeah. once 911 happened, it changed everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad. And I'm a New Yorker. You put me on the planet Mars. And I, I lived in Orlando for 19 years. That didn't do nothing for me. At my core, who am I? Mm-hmm. I could take you to Orlando and show you yeah. around because I know it good. I could bring you out to Ghana mm-hmm. and, and show you around the places I know good. But at my core, my foundation was the real New York, the real New York. Yeah. These New Yorkers is being born, these little young ones right now, they just don't know. And I'm saying it. And some of them might be nice. They don't but, know. But, but, but they don't know because they don't have the community to bounce off of, to vibe off of. See? So yeah, they're the good, they're on their own. Not there. Exactly. It's been sucked out. It's a neighborhood now, a different neighborhoods. But the soul is when you have yeah. community. Like I said, you know, with C-O-N, community. And in that word community is unity. You know, in neighborhood, mm-hmm. all I can find is hood. <laughs> no <Yeah>. connectedness. <laughs> Just separate people who go out into the world and 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 suck from and and they're like piranha. They want to just take and then go back. Mm-hmm. So we're in the battle mode walking around now in New York City. Seriously mean mugging. Mm-hmm. You see, there's like a little test, right? And this is what I tell people. To test the purity and the vibration of where you live, tell me this. You have your actual uh-huh. dwelling, whether it be an apartment or a house. When you're coming from miles away, at what point do you feel that you're really at home 
before you hit your house slash apartment. Meaning that when I was young, younger in the elementary school, it was far away because I knew all those other classmates and students community. I knew the parents from far away. So I felt safe where I was. It could be 10 blocks away from where I live. Mm. I felt like, okay, I'm home now. But most people, wow. when they hit their block, they still feel like they're not home. That's and when they put the key in the door, yeah. it's like, okay, I'm home now. And the sad part about it is there are so many people who are out here who push their key in the door of the apartment or their house and they still don't feel at home when they push the door behind them to close until they sit on the toilet away from the other family members. That's messed up. The aura of -hmm. your home, the aura, how far out it goes. Where when I was walking home from school, I said, I got to go to the bathroom. Let me go over to my friend's house. I use the bathroom over there. Oh, hi. Good morning. Oh, good afternoon, Mr. So-and-so. Oh, you want to sit down and have a snack? We're going to, yeah, okay. Call your mother to know. And I'm a mile away from my house. Now? What? People don't even want you in their house. <laughs> I, know. I was just complaining to this guy how I didn't want him in the house. He came <laughs> to try to put to measure the solar panel in. Right. And I'm like, I really don't want anybody here. <laughs> like, I'm who, so you, you don't, Number one, you don't know who's scoping. And on, on the other hand, yeah. you don't know what it, it don't feel right sometimes when these weird energy people come in and then leave. You be like, it don't feel right in here. Mm-hmm. You gotta cleanse it out. You know what I mean? And even if you're not yeah. there, you have other people that live with you, and somebody comes in and leaves, you're like, was somebody here? Because I sense that there's another energy mm-hmm. in here. It's very important to keep your mind mm-hmm. and your space and all of that stuff clean. It's very important. And we're not looking at it's, it on a spiritual level. Important. We just look at the physical. If you got a jacked up spirit or you, no, I, and, and see now I'm seeing people for what they are. Like, like, okay. It's like, I'm seeing some, some of the people who have this thing in them that we'll say demonic, they faces look like yeah. scary demons to me. Now I can see the twisted desires wow. that they have on the inside. Like not always like I'm looking at them like a mask, but out the corner of my eye or when I glimpse them real quick or see, I'll see something different. It's like, yo, I got to You don't think that's your third eye opening? It is. It is. It is. No, I know that's what it is. Okay. It's hitting me more now. But these people are looking Yeah, because you're you vegan. Yeah. You're vegan. So you really, your sleep is beautiful when you fall asleep. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's the most peaceful sleep you ever had. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then when you, and then when you stay, like, like even me and Mr. Skirt went out and we had to get Two, two or three extra roof panels because we have a metal roof on the house. And so mm-hmm. a guy's coming this week and he's going to cut some of the pieces up and fit them in the, in the crease of where and, and just reinforce and put some of the soffit up under because there's things that still have to be done. And so mm-hmm. there was a guy explaining to us some aspects of that roof panel and he was like maybe two feet away from us, two and a half feet away from us. And I said, let, let, let me back up. Because one of the lessons that I learned is that you can't get physically too close to people and not pick up their energy or auric field. And so the auric field wow. goes at least five feet out from the body. Right. And so this is why with social distance mm-hmm. and they said six feet. So you can't on a good level. See, on a good level, you're a good person. We can get a little closer. 
because we got we're a kindred spirit. We we feed off each other, not in a a, a leech like way, but in in a way that's synergistic that makes us better. You know when you have good people around you and it just amps you up. But what happens? When you get the bad. Yeah, they're sucking from you, and you can feel the drain of them. Oh, you so you're mad? Look, I, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna act like y'all on von Zant right now. Uh huh. So what I'm hearing is you've been meditating big time. My, I oh, see, you never say you don't. You don't be telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've said it before, but what I'm saying is that, like, my day, my whole day mm. is meditation. Like, I'm talking here, but for the time I talk here, uh -huh. and people see the videos, they see the videos every day. They're like, he's oh, he, he talks like talks like. This is a small part of my day. A lot of time, I can wow. be in a crowd. And be at peace with myself and in a deep state mm. of meditation where when you see, for example, I like to explain things in a very abstract way, right? When you see a TV that has okay. picture in picture, you see the big screen uh -huh. and there's another channel you want to keep an eye on. So it's reduced to a small part in the lower left, upper left, lo lower right, upper right, wherever you put it. So you can keep an eye on oh, the commercials off. Let me switch over to that screen. So Depending on the task that I'm doing, that other screen that's smaller mm -hmm. may be real small because that part of my day doesn't require when I'm on public transportation all that of my energy. So the big screen is me deep in meditation. Okay, I'm stepping off the bus now. I'm going to this uh, warehouse. I got to buy these tools. I have to talk to the person. Okay, the big screen for a time becomes me dealing with this person. But as soon as we're done, just the regular walking out and doing this and, and the things that don't require energy, I'm always alert now crossing the street and stuff like that. That becomes a small yeah. screen. So therefore, I don't waste going full throttle with menial tasks that don't require that kind of energy. And then when I'm home, and I'm editing and uploading, drawing or writing. I take frequent breaks. I'll be here for hours doing stuff okay. because I love it. But then I'll say, let me go lay down. Let me go lay down. And I free flow. Like we were supposed to do this earlier. And you're like, I'm ready. I came in and I fell asleep for three hours. I didn't know where I came from. But I have fatigue in me that needs to be dealt with so that will happen. What I'm saying is that just like the so-called animals in the wild, I free flow. Look, look at the animals in the wild. What you think they're doing? I mean, they, they're looking for the next thing on the food chain that's trying to eat them. But other than that, they're chilling. They're meditating. It's still. Mm -hmm. And you know what? This is what makes it where when you see a deer out in the woods, they're so, mm -hmm. they're so elevated on a spiritual level that depending on what your spirit is, if you're a wicked person, as soon as they see you, they run. <laughs> but when they see that you are a good person and you're not looking to do harm to that deer, they will let you come a little closer. You see what I mean? Because they know you have yeah. a certain type of spirit. And this is how I am. Yeah. So it may not be a formal, well, for the next two hours, I'm going to meditate and turn my palms up or whatever. I may sit down okay. and I'm zoned out. You'll think I'm weird. Like if you see me, I'll sit there and my eyes are what I'm thinking. I might be staring somewhere, one corner, whatever. I might be in the street, walking down the street, and my eyes may be a little wide. I'm not saying I flare them out, but I've detached from all this around me. 
and I'm in this spiritual zone, and it can't. Hold touch on, me. what I'm hearing is. Hold on. <laughs> what I'm hearing is you have an out of body experiences all the time, all the time. Because that you know, I was reading this this ah oh, Michael Buhlman or mm-hmm. some 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 author's book, and he was talking about doing that. That's one of the the techniques to to right, use right. to have out of body experiences. But I never knew that's what it was. I mean, I found out and it wasn't like I can recall flying above, above the city or whatever, but I, I take myself to this place or I allow myself to go to this place. And when I'm there, it's a knowing that I receive. I start to mm-hmm. know stuff. Look, I'm not no guru. I just had experiences in life. And when people say, man, you deep, you talk, I can't say that. Well, you know, I've read things and I know, but from the root coming up, what my parents introduced me to and taught me and how to be and how to think and how to, how to move about and the things I've wow. learned on my own. Cause you know, yeah. you, you add on to the stuff, you, you know, you, you go to school and your school could be your parents. It could be your home. It could be your environment, whatever it is where you learn, but your experiences connect with that and add on more. So if you come from a family of jazz musicians and you you, you choose to do that, yeah. when you get great at your pinnacle, you're standing on their shoulders. You bring in something that, they, they, that the world never saw before. You see what I mean? So for mm-hmm. me, I've been doing this for a long time and didn't really realize it. I would play music and be in my room yeah. and sometimes play the song over and over again. My mother always knew that that's what I would do. And I'm just sitting there, just mm-hmm. just staring off in the space. Not there, gone. But yeah. but I'm still there to wow. change the record because you know you know go lift the needle and go put it back again and play again. But if I was yeah. if I was walking, and like I said, I remember I always use this one day, and I've said it before in other shows. It was when I was 17 years old, and I was in Chelsea, on the West Side, right, of Manhattan. I, I don't know what uh-huh. I, I real. I had some kind of appointment or something to go to, and after I came out. I had these old headphones on before Walkman was made. It was Japanese headphones, right? They were dope. They were better than a Walkman. And so I had them playing in my ear and I was on the West side and it was a Saturday and I had the whole day to blow. I had nothing to do. I didn't even have to work out that day. Right. Cause I was starting to compete in bodybuilding that time, mm-hmm. like for a year already, 16 years old. So I'm out there walking and every day, everything went so smooth. And I had in the headphones, I remember the song that kept coming on. Fran Jolie, gonna get, gonna get over you, over you. Gonna, you know, that's that old song. And it kept playing. Then I, I stopped my tape. I played the radio. That song was on. Mm-hmm. I switched the station. Wow. That song was on. Then I switched again. Two or three other songs came on. Then a song came on. Then I went to a restaurant to eat. Didn't know which one I was going to go to. It was like I didn't hear the voice, but it was like something said, go down that block from the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it was some divine voice. So I followed it. Yeah. And something said it was a street that didn't look like it had much turn left. And I saw this little small restaurant that had some good behind food. I said, go in there, look at the menu. Mm. And I was like, yo, this is some dope. Man. The waitresses and everybody was so nice. I was playing my song. I was eating the food. And before the meal was over, I was like 75% done. Had got some dessert sitting there looking at me. And the radio came on. Going to get, going to get over you. I was like, ah! (laughs) I knew that my steps were guided. 
But we need to listen to that voice. And it may not be a voice you hear, but the vibration that you have mm -hmm. on the inside. And I've always gone with that. Mm -hmm. And friends of mine who grew up with me, yo, Lance, what you doing tonight? I said, I feel like going out to Manhattan, but you want to go? Oh, man, every time we go with you, man, we're going to have a mm -hmm. good time. Because then I'm joking and laughing and making sure you have a good time. But we're following our instincts. And when the night is over, which probably was like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, right? Even from when I was younger and not driving, yeah. like, we always had some friends that we they would drive. But I'd always bring the energy. They're like, yo, every time I hang out with you, yo, man, it's the bomb. And crazy things would happen, funny stuff. I'm joking on people. Uh -huh. I'm making sure you have a good time. When you go home, you're ready to sleep. You're smiling. And we're going to talk about it the next day on the phone. Like, yo, that was a dope time. And what I say, I say, listen, let's go back out there again. Yo, bet <laughs> we're going to do this again. And that night topped the night before. <laughs> Look, you got to realize you're talking to a 60-year-old man. Could you imagine my energy 40 years ago, 43 years ago? It's the same Taylor. thing. What? On fire! What? What? You would you'd never be bored around me, guaranteed. But it wasn't always a hype thing, because you might be hanging out with somebody who's laid back, but you merge with them, mm -hmm. you merge the energies to what they like, and you exude that. So this is why when I was on the other visit, video speaking about my friend Maureen Wright and how we hung out so much and had such good times. It was, it was wonderful. And it was a story I wanted to share. I don't know if I shared it there. I think I said it to somebody on a personal level that I had this old Mercedes Benz. It was a 69 280S. It was a, yeah, not an SE, but it was a 280S. And this is in the mid 80s, right? So it wasn't old, old. It was a different body style, but it still commanded respect. My father gave it to me. And he wasn't really messing with it. He's like, yeah, you take this and register. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's that wasn't worldly, but it was, you know, it was what it had these dark tinted windows. It, it was primed, and I was going to paint it a candy apple red, but it was so much maintenance. I was like, ah, we get ready to sell this vehicle. But anyway, we were in there, and the car didn't start. <laughs> Something was wrong with it. And we had parked up, you know, in the last story I saw that I was parked up on the west side because we would hang out so late. But we go all down in Greenwich Village and hang out. So um, there was a street where there's a restaurant that was in the movie Shaft from 1971, Cafe Reggio, if, if I'm pronouncing it right. Mm -hmm. right? And I think next door to that, there was a falafel shop. And I used to love falafel from this little shop. So we'd go, and they would be up late on the weekend. So we parked. And that time of night, you can park there, but normally you couldn't. So we went over there and got some falafel late, and we sat in the car and ate. And then, oh, damn, the And this was winter. There was ice out there. It was like a, the blizzard was over, but it was still hard ice out there. And it was snowing lightly on top of the bad boys. So I'm like, oh, man, I got to drop you home to the Bronx. I got to get on the White Stone Bridge, get back to Queens. This car's got to start because it's going to get towed in the morning time. So it was really mm -hmm. like a battery thing. And so there was a guy who pulled up. We were sitting in the car and he pulled up to park in front of us and he looked down at the car and I guess, I guess he heard me trying to start it. So we know how history has been manipulated. Imagery has been manipulated. Religion has been brought to us in a way to blind us and to bow down to certain people. But the Jesus that people 
mostly look at and say, that's Jesus, the white Jesus. <laughs> this dude look like the white Jesus. <laughs> this dude look like the white Jesus. This guy had the little beard or whatever, whatever, brunette hair, whatever. And she was like, yo, I know Jesus ain't white, but the one they put up on the top, that looks just like him. So he came over, he said, brother, would you like for me to give you a boost? I said, sure, I'd appreciate that. So he said, just pop the trunk. I got you. He didn't even let, let me get out. <laughs> wow. So he turned his car around, hooked up the gate. Okay, start it up now. He said, let it sit that way a while so we can get a good charge. Mm. I said, well, listen, l- let me give wow. you something. No, 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 it's okay. Just pass on the love to others. The dude had a white down jacket, white, like uh, a khaki kind of material, white boots. <laughs> and so my friend Maureen was like, he has all, but she was goofing though, right? He has on all white because he's Jesus. <laughs> we know that that's not, but, but the fake Jesus they put out there, he looked, he had a little goatee, everything. And while he was boosting, he stood back and stood off and looked to the sky. Like, like, like yo, what's up? <laughs> and we waved. And the way he waved, he didn't just wave side to side. He put his hand up. He put the palm, like the palm of his hand, partially, and put it up high and brought it down like some old holy type stuff. <laughs> and so she was oh. tired. And she, she drinks a little bit when she, when she was alive. And so all she could say, mm-hmm. we talking normal. And she said, Lance? I said, what? Jesus gave us a boost. <laughs> and that became a joke so we talk about other stuff and she said Lance I said what you know Jesus gave us a boost <laughs> and we crack up <laughs> weeks later weeks later we somewhere else hanging out and she's like you know Lance I said what Remember that day Jesus gave us a boost <laughs> she said I told all my friends Jesus gave us a boost <laughs> <laughs> I said, I bet if I turned around after we drove off and looked, we wouldn't see no car or no white Jesus. He probably just disappeared. <laughs> oh, man. That's some fun times. But I had to put that story out there. I got a lot of experiences out there, man. It was just, you know, like I said, you know, I've been through a lot. I've been through a whole lot. But it doesn't stop me from appreciating the people out here who are real and about it. And the memories and the experiences, mm-hmm. and that's why you know I don't harp on what I've been through, really, on an emotional level, on different levels. But I'm here and I'm enjoying right now, so that didn't defeat me. That's to show you that whatever you're going going through, you can overcome it and still have a brighter day because the sun don't stop shining because you got clouds blocking you. There's still rays waiting to shine mm-hmm. on your actual body, as for nobody else. Sometimes the storm is a little longer, but guess what? You know, you're still going to see a good day. Oh, man, I love this conversation. You're just making it. We got to do this all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Like I said. This is, you, you, and I need this. I need more authentic conversations because I don't get it enough. Oh, well, we're going to we, do this on a regular. You tell me your schedule and. You know, if it's once a week or twice, if you want to talk, you, you like I said, got a whole week off. I'm gonna let's do three of these. Let's talk about this. I'm, I'm down with it. What else do I got to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I, right now, I just want to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to put the good vibrations out. That's all. I enjoy this. No. Well, yeah, the world needs it, honestly. And even, even though I may talk this stuff, I need it. I need to do it. Like, if it's something good to me, yeah. man, I got to share this kind of way, this perspective or whatever. I, I got to share this, you know? But I'm going to yeah. tell you one thing, Robin Hood. I'm going to ask you a question. You know what? Uh-huh. Jesus gave us a boost. Ah! <laughs> 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 I fooled you. You're like, what, what, what? <laughs> 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 That was a good one. Oh man, that was real though. That was funny. Well, you know, but I know you were winding down. We hit the two hour mark. Like it was three, whatever. But no, I'm not in no rush. All I'm saying is that let's end it on a high note. Let's keep it where I want to hear the yeah. comments on this conversation. Robin Hood is her name. You might be, if you change it, we change it, but that's going to be your name right now because, you know, we always protect the innocent. You know what I mean? And the movers and the shakers too. You mentioned Farrakhan earlier. He yeah. had all kind of people around and protecting them. So we got to protect you because we also know that you're a mover and shaker, shaker and you send tremors <laughs> to administrations. Make them change rules that they haven't changed for years. The mover and the shaker that yeah. you are. Yep. And they trying to hold you back, Lance. They trying to hold you for back. Real. They don't want that shit to come out. For real, for real. <laughs> but you know what? Somebody saw it quick. YouTube may keep the hit count down, but trust me, in actuality, it had to go way out there for what happened to yeah. have happened. You see what I mean? Mm. Some people think, oh, it's going to hit a million yeah. before it gets there. Shoot, it get to 200? It might already be at 200,000, but that's how they do me. But that's okay, because I'm not going to stop throwing punches. I'm not. Man, you got to keep scurving on these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep scurving on them, right? <laughs> That's a good one. I like you got to keep scurving on them. got to keep scurving on them. Scurving them. Scurving them. There's a brother that comes to the platform. Listen, you're a rapper now. I'm you're a rapper. I'm not trying to be a 60-year-old rapper, but if I can still throw in a little bit. I may creep up into one of them. They got some nice modern studios out here. I, I know a couple of rappers, too. So I'll be like, yo, let me come on here with you, man. How much time you got? Oh, man, we got seven minutes left, but um, we're going to leave right now. So listen, let me get them, close the door. Let me get them seven minutes. I might come up with something and bust out with it. You're like, oh, damn, okay. I did that. <laughs> he rapping now. <laughs> I always wanted to do that for fun, but that's still, yo, man, you 60 years old. You trying to rap now? Come on. No, but I'm not like them broke folks in the hood. Yo, man, I'm 52 years old, but you know, I've been working on this for 20 years, man. My rap, my, my, my mixtape is going to drop. So it's, no, man, I'm not trying to be that. It's just in fun. <laughs> but if I do it, it got to come out good. It got to come out good. It got to come out good. I ain't going to put nothing out there, whack. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, uh-uh. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I've been out here in these streets for a long time. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> to put some Afro beats, you could get some hot-ass Afro beats for, over. <laughs> for real, for real. And you know you got the women out here who want to dance behind me on the video when we do it. It's some incredible shapes. I can see it, Oh, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do a contrast, too, because, you know... I'll keep a straight face and do my thing or whatever have you. And they'll be back there jumping around. The dudes will be, they ain't going to listen to me. They'll be looking at them back there. Damn, man, look at them girls back there. They built like that out in Africa. Damn, man, I didn't take a trip out there. <laughs> <laughs> All in fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, there's a rapper out here named Ice Wiz, and he's known all over. I met him in the mall. He was when he was hustling his little DVDs, his little mix, whatever. And I did a little video with him, but he <laughs> kind of blew up out here. I see him on the posters. And wow. And when I see him, he's like, hey, man, you know, when I get big, I want to have you on stage. It's like, what am I going to be doing? Just stand there, man, because you Lance Curve. I'm like, oh, damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll rock back and forth behind you. Oh, you got to do a scurve on them. Scurve on them. Scurve on them. <laughs> I like that. We coin term on them, man. <laughs> we scurving on people. <laughs> right. What, what, once you scurve on them, they're never the same. Get scurved. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Wow. So Mercedes, oh damn, we're gonna cut that part out. <laughs> so Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm and you won't have to call me and say, listen, you forgot. No, we're gonna get that one out. Just wanna say I'm gonna wrap it down now. And um man, this was fun. This was so much fun. This was fun. And I hope. People I was following listen. the leader, 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 following the leader. <laughs> well, well, you know what? You know, I may start out the leader, but I'm, I was chasing, you know, like the, like to get the dog chasing the tail. Well, well, mm-hmm. I'm the tail chasing the dog now. So not, I'm not calling you no dog. I'm just saying that once you get into no, it, once you get into it, it's, it's, it's a blur. It's one energy. We're flowing. You know, like I, I explain to people yeah. when they say, oh, it's a big boxing match coming up and we have this guy, he's the champion and this guy's the challenger. And I'm like, listen, if he was the champion, he would never have to fight. When he fights this mm-hmm. challenger, the, the belts are up for grabs. So he's not the champion anymore. We can identify him and say, okay, he's the one we call the champ. He holds the belts, but he's got to fight for the right to keep those belts. So every time I engage in a conversation, if I deliver something subpar that doesn't bring some type of vibration, I'm not going to be looked at as the person with the respect on the name. Yeah, I've had some ratchet shows and some low vibrational sounding things to be able to make people laugh on that level, off the record type thing, but mm-hmm. it's played. Yeah, telling fart jokes for two hours and having people laugh. And they're laughing too. But like when it comes down to it... <laughs> All this stuff, even the adult shows that never been played, that were like you had to have a passcode, and we were talking some deep erotic stuff, whatever, whatever. But it was fun. But see, we have many branches on our tree, and so I explore all the branches. But the core person that I am is this: what we talk like tonight, you know? Because I don't, you know, the other stuff is cool, but I like this. I like this stuff. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I I, I love this. I I could. I need this. <laughs> I need it too. Trust me. I need it like nutrition. I need it like air. I need it like water. Because if I had to live in a place where I could not talk on that level, I can survive around the low vibrational people, right? I can survive and get through them. Like I'm in transit, and, and I'm and they, and they talking to me or something. Some low vibrational dude. Hey man, look at that girl's asshole. Ain't that beautiful, man? She got some backside on her. Yeah, okay, I see you. So I'm cool with him because he thinks that I'm on his level. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not going to say, no, 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 you should not look at our sisters that way. We know they're beautiful all over, but no, I'm not going to preach this guy. Yo, that guy's a nut, man. Something wrong with him. I'll meet you on your level, but I'm not going to stay there. 
If I have to stay there, I'm going to try to bring you up a little bit. I'll meet you where you are, talk your conversation for a few minutes, and say, yo, check this out. You ever think about this, 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 and that? And lead them with something higher. And then later on, like, yo, man, Skirv, think about what you were saying, man. And that's what I did in the jail when I worked down there in Orlando. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to, you know, I, w- I would blend with them for a little bit and try to drop something else in a funny way or a serious way. And we have a different kind of conversation next time. And you keep elevating, elevating, elevating. They'd be like, yo, man, you taught me some shit, man. I never thought about like that. Yeah. Helping to change their lives. Some ain't, they don't want to change. We understand. And this is in the outside world too, right? But for the most mm-hmm. part, it's, it's, it's how you affect them. So they use this word influencer. And they use it on social media. Yeah. And people, I'm a social media influencer. Well, I've put that on some of my things, whatever, because people, they, they say that's what you are, man. But in the world, the influencer thing is like, I'm wearing this jewelry, I'm, I'm driving this car, so I'm influencing you to go want to buy that stuff. This is how they get paid. The companies will pay them. Oh, okay, sales went up since you're so popular and you've been rocking with this brand, a handbag, or, or you go to this club, whatever. So that's the influencer. But why can't we influence each other on a deeper level mm-hmm. where it's not just about materialism? It's not just helping somebody to navigate this shark-infested world, which is also beautiful because the shark-infested part is the engineered man-made GMO world he took over. But the other part that's good is the creator's world, nature, how we are stripped away of this toxic stuff. So you got to clarify that and make people see that. And people feed into me. Yeah. I'll listen to something good. Say, man, that was dope. And once I process it, I'll, I'll give it to them the scurve way. I've learned the recipe. Let me give you the dish, but I'm not going to take credit for the dish. I, I'm going to forget mm-hmm. the person's name and say, yo, I learned this. Somebody taught me this. You see what I mean? So that's where I'm coming from. You know, so it, it's a wonderful journey. I hit yeah. 60 and people, I know people who have had midlife crisis. I don't have a time for no midlife crisis. <laughs> 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 see, see, you know why? You know why I don't? Why? Jesus Why? gave us boost. <laughs> I keep catching you with that. I thought you was going to catch on. <laughs> uh, I love it. Punchline. <laughs> yeah, punchline. Go on and get that rest, sweetheart. I'm going to be up toiling All right. through the night and working on this and everything. You know, I'm tempted to title it. Jesus gave us a boost, but it's like so far toward the end. They won't understand. They're like, yo, <laughs> is Curve changing on us? Is he trying to get us, you know, to follow the white Jesus? No, that's not it. That's just a joke. <laughs> I love it, though. But this has been wonderful. And I want to do this ASAP. We need to do this on a regular. Okay. I need it, too. And we're going to talk, you know, offline. But just decide if it's staggered. It doesn't have to be one rigid time. It can be like, yo, I can't do them for two weeks because I'm busy, but that's a, you know, maybe twice a week and then once every two weeks. But whatever it is, it'll it'll flow regular. You're like, yo, Lance, what you doing? Like, I'm free. Gonna do okay. something, man. Boom, let's do it. No, that's that's how it flow. All right. That's how I get all this content. Yeah. You know, I may record something later on in the wee hours. I don't know. That's how I do. So, like I said, much respect, Robin Hood. I got something to clip out in there. I won't forget. But to you right. and your inner circle, the people who are cool with you, much love to them also. 
Much love to all the people who fed into you. Know that I righteously love you. I've never seen you face to face. We started talking. I already was out of America, but you've been listening, right? So yeah. And 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 one day we'll come when I come to New York to visit and we're going to do something. If you don't want to put your face to the camera, no problem. You can hold the camera, but we're going to talk face to face and we'll see something face to face. And we're going to go down to the village yeah. and we're going to hang out and we're going to look for Jesus, the one that gave you the boost. We're going to hang out and have fun. <laughs> I remember you. That was like 40 years ago, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you really got to come back to New York? Oh, the visit? Yeah. And I, look, I'm not, okay. ag- I'm, I'm not against, in this point in my life, okay, this is how I look at it. And this is before I go out to tell you this, not to the world this. Me coming out here, it was to get away from the Western mindset. It was also a way to reconnect with a place that I definitely know is part of my lineage. 95% of most Jamaicans, black Jamaicans, they've passed through here and come through here. The majority of Cubans, black Cubans have come from the Ashanti region in Ghana. We have a lot of people who have identity crisis. Mm. We're all blended somehow. We all have some connection somehow. Mm -hmm. But also for me, where I saw how money stretched and to cash out and say, hey, let's do this over here. We can live better. So this is, this is my thinking. I'm a New Yorker to the day I transition, but I'm a citizen yeah. of the planet. So there's a little lake between me and you called the Atlantic Ocean. You mm-hmm. see how I phrased it? It's just a little lake. We know it's a big ass long flight over the thing, but, but I see myself yeah. as a global figure. If I want to pop into Germany for two weeks. There might be some job with graphics that they pay me a lot for. Sure, I'll come. I might pop in Singapore. Mm-hmm. I might go down to Australia. I might go to Venezuela. But I rest my head mm-hmm. in Ghana. And I may move from here to rest my head somewhere else. I'm a citizen of the globe. So that's how I see myself. So I'm going to always come back to New York. And once I'm super yeah. situated, it will be several times. It ain't going to be like 10 times. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Unless I'm flowing like that. But yeah. it, it's not just going to be once a year. I'm going to go there. And when I go there, well, I have to go back in two weeks. For what? It might be <laughs> weird. You know, I'm having fun. Let me stay out here another month. I may have to have people maintain my home here. But okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen of the planet. And just like you can see anything in the world when you're online with Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, that's me now. And I'm not some rich dude. Wow. So there's things that, and look, I'm trying to wait for that social security kick in. So now I really be balling that, right? If it's around, but, but <laughs> you know, the things that I do that can support that and to bring people together through the camera and showing you if I experience something you're going to experience it wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And so now travel is on my mind. Not right now. I have to finish up where we are. Take uh-huh. a little more time. Yeah. yeah, We'll be in there soon, real soon. And after that, there's no small mindedness now because I've been invited to places and I'll, I'll leave it as a shock when it happens. Like, wow, you know, the Corona thing mm-hmm. messed everything up. Because I've been invited to colleges to speak, 
not because I'm some scholar, but on wow. the strength of you came from New York, you came from America as a blue collar working dude, and you came out here and made it work. We want you to come and talk yeah. to the students here to let them know how much resources that we have here, how rich it is that you don't need to leave from where you are, where they're taking from where you come from. You need to stay here and cultivate it and don't believe the illusion that America is all that. Now, you're in New York, you're living there, you're doing your thing, you're living your life. So I'm not going to say, well, it's mm -hmm. terrible, but you have an ascended mindset. It's what you make it. So even if I was still in yeah. New York, I would still be the same way. I would notice it and say, man, it ain't the way it used to be. People here negative, whatever, whatever. That's the way it is. Look, there's some things over here in Ghana that are not too kosher. So, I, you know, for me, I can extract the beautiful, it's beautiful in the weather and this and this and that. There's a lot of poverty here. There's a lot of, a, a lot of envy here. There's a lot of snakes here, just like it is in New York. But the way I live, yeah. it, repo it pushes away. You see, it pushes that stuff away, even though it tries to visit me, you know what I mean? And try to come up on me. I know how to deal with that because there's no other place like New York City back in the day. So I'm equipped. I got them superpowers. So, so for me, I'm living good. If you were in a, in a Toyota Yaris going over some rocky domain up in the mountains somewhere and trying to climb, you can't do it. But if you're one of the monster trucks with the big tires, you can climb over all of that mm -hmm. stuff. So spiritually and mentally, I am that. So what little minuscule things I have to deal with here, I crush it. But, I, but, but there'll be th times when I'm not just to run and go all, all over the place, but to expand myself so I can offer the world more in the way I do it. It's like a restaurant that we're going to offer this new dish now. We're going to give this to you for free to try out. Oh, it's delicious. So do you think we should keep it on the menu? Sure. Now I got something new on the menu. We can, we can, we can scurve him. Mm -hmm. We can do the scurve thing in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you started me with that. Yeah. Scurve. <laughs> we scurving. <laughs> and and, and uh, Sister Riri was, was saying scurvites. I'm like, well, that's not like a cult. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I'm not trying to start no cult, y'all, but we can say we're scurving them, right? <laughs> There's no yeah, we're scurving them. <laughs> and uh, your name just fits perfectly. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because it was pointed out to me like a lance is a spear. And then when you see the oh. name, yeah, yeah, it's a spear, a lance. You know, like, like he has a lance in his hand, he's going to spear you. But we don't use it like that as much. But yeah. that's what it means. It's a spear. So, scurve off the tongue sounds like something sharp. Like, I'm going to scurve you, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to cut you. Lance, scurve. Yeah. That's why I put the names together like that because my official government name is Lance Skurvin. But I took off the I and the N and then put it together, Lance Skurvin. Yeah. So like you getting stabbed with truth. I'm gonna I'm I'm scurvy with truth. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you with this truth because I got a lance in my hand. <laughs> it's a spiritual thing. It's, it's funny. I, I didn't like 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 sit up for two days. What's going to be my online name? I never did that. And I said my it's name. Your real name is the best thing. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm all I'm all up in the back sides of Google. <laughs> Google. Google the name. It's like. <laughs> 2001, 2000, you know, way back. I find stuff that I forgot about. A lot of articles that are on other sites and they used it and different things. And, and I don't look back.
You just keep moving forward every day, every day, every day, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, <laughs> every day I'm scurving them, every day I'm scurving them. I'm scurving on everybody. That's going to be part of the rap tape when we drop it, when we make that song, I'm gonna write the lyrics. <laughs> We're going to do the video. <laughs> <laughs> gotta come to New York to shoot that video though. That's where I'm from. It won't look right. I'll do a I'll do a version out here, but you gotta have to do the New York version when I come out there. <laughs> Down the Basically. same streets. See the street signs and the streets, the people that I know. You know what I mean? Like that. That'd be yeah. something off. That'd be fun. <laughs> be big fun. Wow. Right. I'm loving this. But thank you so much. Yeah, so much. this is dope. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn. I gotta um we talked before we hit the button. So did I say something? You know what? No, I was going to try to find a way to get you to get you the Jesus thing again. <laughs> I was like, it ain't going to work no more. I got to wait till next week and I'm gonna, or our next show. And I'm going to get you right in the middle of the show. And people who are like, they didn't hear the story. They didn't hear it. What's he talking about? <laughs> you see the conversation. Uh, Lance, can I ask you something? What? What does this mean? Jesus gave us a boost. <laughs> we, we go, we go make a, I'm going to make a t-shirt with that on there. So all the real Christians, they'll be wearing it like, and they'll take it mm -hmm. serious. Yes, Jesus gave me that boost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. But anyway, my dear sister, I'm a, I, I can't wait to get this up and out. And um, it's been a pleasure and right. a joy. And, and I can't get enough of it. And I love this energy. And like I said, you know, you're very, very special and I love your spirit and you're very strong to be able to survive in that atmosphere of New York as it is now. But remember, yeah. your words can change things as we know. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. <laughs> when you say things, when you speak, <laughs> the world has to listen to Robin Hood. Trust me. You had them folks <laughs> jumping and there's more to come. Trust me. There's more to come. There's more. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So you have a wonderful night. Sleep deep, and I can't wait to hear this. Okay, take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Good night. All right. Good night. Peace.